Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Ordinal Revolution presents Kimmy and Friends, Bitcoin Ordinal Builders. We're bringing the energy this Saturday morning over here on the East Coast. Guys, we appreciate you guys being here. We got an amazing, amazing show for you guys today. It's going to be it's going to be pretty crazy. We got a lot of really good speakers today. Um, so, so many good ones. Potentially, we could have T.O. He lied to us once, but see, see if he can come on. We got Rider ID in the building. Uh, we got Ghosty Cash, Conrad from uh, the Bitcoin Rugs. We got the Shids potentially, and it's it's going to be a really good show. We got some other ones too. Uh, I was informed, but the ben, Benny from Track will be here. So we, we have just an amazing show for you guys today. Let me get this thing started. So before we get started, I can just kind of go through all the market caps of the BRC twenties. Just kind of wait for everyone to get in here and kind of give uh, get the mood started with some some positive stuff right here. Because we got already sitting at a five hundred eleven million dollar market cap. Ordinals are dead, but Ordi is sitting at a $511 million market cap. Let's go. Then next, we got Sats sitting at $399 million market cap of 12% from yesterday. And we have Track sitting at $70 million market cap of 13% from yesterday. Uh, BTCS, a uh, uh, community coin from China, uh, sitting at $8.2 million. And we got Oshi sitting at $4.5 million. Uh, VMPX sitting at point. Uh, $4.3 million, 0% from yesterday. Jumping over to some of the new coins. We got the meme coins in the house. We got the rats. And I'm the unofficial king of the rats sitting at $69 million, up 6% from yesterday. Uh, Mubai, M-U-B-I token sitting at $30 million, up 0% from yesterday. Pin, absolutely going crazy. So this is the Pi Network community coin. Uh, th this thing has been going it's insane. It's up, I want to say, like 300% on the week, sitting at $20 million market cap, up 100% from yesterday. And FCDP, they're working with Unisat, potentially be a borrowing and lending over there, up up 3%, down 3% from yesterday, sitting at $9 million. And then MMSS, which is an artist from Korea. He's a Korean cat artist. He, it's his project, sitting at $7 million, up 26% from yesterday. We're going to jump over to Magic Eden and check out our favorite um, NFT, the non-fungible part of Ordinals. Uh, we got Ordinal MaxiBiz sitting at 0.52 Bitcoin. Wow, man, this thing's still sitting nice and pretty. Uh, it looks like the uh, the sub 100s can't got into the uh, top 12 for volume on Magic Eden. We have 0 0.0029 for the cheapest one. That's pretty crazy. If you wanted a sub 100k, it's only 0 0.0029. That's you know that's probably going to be insane later. Uh, we got Bitcoin Frog sitting at point. Whoa, that can't be right. Uh, <laughs> I think something's messed up with that, but said it's sitting at 0.1688. I think Magic Eden having, having a glitch there. Um, we got, oh no, no, I'm sorry, that's the Bitcoin Frog sitting at 0.1688. That was my mistake. And we got the bit the bitmap sitting at 0 0.0019. Uh, the cursed floor, so the cheapest cursed one right now is 0 0.00065 with Jubilee right around the corner. Uh, the curse is going to be extinct, but whatever is here will be here. So that is that is pretty potentially, you know, pretty awesome. So no no more curse will ever come in, but the curse that we have will be available. So these things could jump up pretty big. Ordi Rocks sitting at 0 0.003. This is a project that was launched on Ordzard that went absolutely crazy sitting in the in the sixth spot here. Uh, sub 10K floor of do you want a sub 10k point zero six five that's pretty good Ordi bots came on the scene this week they got flooded down a little bit because of uh some issues with um the the the, the, the mempool sniping um i think Ordi bot really took a hit for that but sitting at point zero zero six five uh goosenals hong kong sitting at point oh three 
huge fan of the Goose and Oils. Bitcoin Punk sitting at 0. 0.0417. And the Bit Apes by the Board Ape Yacht Club members sitting at 0. 0.0071. Yeah, I want to jump over real quickly to the BRC420s. Um, this is a recursive verse um, marketplace. Um, highly recommend checking that out. BRC420.io. Um, this are the blue boxes. This is the project from the Christopher's team. Nobody knows what these blue boxes are going to be for. No idea, right? They started out as basically a free mint. Uh, I think it was like 30 cents or 13 cents or something. They're up to 2,323 hours, sitting at 0 0.0599. It is insane, man. It's pretty crazy how fast these things flow up. This is where you can kind of get your, your assets to uh, play in uh, bitmap.game if you want to get some avatars and stuff like that. Everything in this marketplace is usable in their game. And it's 3D, so it's really cool. But without further ado, let's get this show started. We have our guests here. We have amazing stuff going on here. Let me bring my co-host in, as always, Mr. Iago B. Good morning, sir. GM, GM, good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Ordinal Revolution presents Kimmy and Friends. Uh, we're going to have a packed, another packed um, spaces this morning. A bunch of great builders coming in <clears throat> uh, to the stage. Just kind of um, started off this morning talking about kind of the markets, you know. Uh, thanks, Shizzy, for breaking down how the uh, BRC20 markets, uh, the ordinal markets, and also the BRC420 markets have been performing in the last 24 hours. You know, it's been crazy. You know, we've been on this uh, kind of run here in the past, I would say, almost three weeks now with Bitcoin jumping up to that $38,000 mark. And now it's, it seems like it wants to break out of that. Right. So um, just want to get started with just kind of talking to the other two hosts a little bit uh, about how they feel about the current market before we jump right in. Uh, so, Kimmy, how are you feeling currently on the Ordinals BRC20 and, and 420 markets right now? Are you feeling like we're just still kind of waiting on Bitcoin, kind of like what we were doing last last week in the previous uh I, I would say like last week are we still in that mindset or do you feel like it's it's starting to kind of go on its own thing uh jam jam i think brc20 a little bit uh, slower this week but uh what are two words of the week is Dijan and Orza. <laughs> every, every day, something from there uh, pumps, uh, mint out, uh, 10K collection finally mint, uh, mint out in a matter of, I don't know, I cannot say minutes because it's Bitcoin and especially on Orza, they have a feature when you click and uh, mint, uh, but you don't sign the transaction uh, that that item is reserved for, I, I don't know, two hours, and then come back. But uh, it was a fun week, definitely, for me. <laughs> uh, one of the most fun weeks. And with that, or the rocks, with uh, drama, with Bitcoin bandits, and that derivative collection now not wizards minting today and stuff funny times for sure and everything is pumping and uh, building uh, around bitcoin is still at the same uh, rate as always so everything is good <laughs> in my my view gotcha okay yeah no i feel you um 
I feel very similar to what you just said. You know, it seems like this week, uh, past week, was there was a lot of fun, right? You had Ordy Rocks and then um, the, the bots from um, that just the, the cursed collection with the bots. And, and there was a lot of uh, people just the energy kind of got reinjected with those two collections. Um, and I feel like, yes, we're, we're learning. We, we hit some bumps and bruises with those uh two launches but you you kind of go through the the learning periods whenever the traffic is high right what about you shizzy um how do you feel do you feel like we're you know uh the the ordinal space is about to break out again um seems like these other chains are trying to follow what bitcoin did so maybe the focus of bitcoin being um you know ordinals and ecosystem is going to be the focus during the bull run what do you think Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred thousand percent. Like I think, um, you know, all, all, everything else is gonna is gonna, you know, want to be us and over here in Ornals. I feel like we are gonna see the most success, and I feel like that's why you know we have a show that you know that primary does Ordinals, right? For for that exact reason, because we think that it is the you know the the fastest horse in the race. We think that it is going to be the next big thing, and um, we're we're ready for it. And so, I mean, if you want to talk short term. Um, I, I would say, you know, I'm still expecting a little bit of a pullback for a lot of things when Bitcoin takes this next run up to 42. And then I'm kind of expecting Bitcoin to kind of cool off a little bit before we go in our to our next big run. So that's just what I'm expecting personally. I'm just kind of right now, I'm just kind of dollar cost averaging into the, the projects that I like and uh, really just having fun with it and just enjoying the process. Yeah, 100% feel that, brother. Um, yeah, go sorry, Kimmy. You said, well, uh, I see, I don't know how to call it, but uh, inscriptions on Tron. So I don't, I don't have to say anything more. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, once you've reached Tron, when, when Tron's trying to copy you, that means that like it's, it's definitely reached a, a wide, broad audience, right? Um, so great, great point there. Um, we have a great lineup today. We have Starfate. Uh, congrats on your, your recent um, launch of your project. We got Ghosty Cash. He's, they've been making noise in the space, showing utility with their BRC20. We got uh, uh, the Shids. Shids, that, that project also definitely took the space by storm. Uh, Bitcoin Rugs. Um, we got TO coming up with Ninja Alerts, a really, really, really big project there that uh, you know took some time to launch, but they finally did. And then we have Ryder. We have an interesting guest, uh, Ryder, which will be jumping on stage with us lately. Um, maybe you know they'll be able to talk on how you can learn how to secure your ordinals here in the in the near future, right? Um, without a, a hot wallet, right? From a cold storage perspective. So I think that's something that we all have to think about. Um, coming up as ordinals and BRC 20s get bigger and stronger. Um, and then, of course, we have um, Benny here as well. Welcome, Benny. And we got a lot of great audience members in the space as well. Uh, so welcome to the space. If you wouldn't mind, hit that bottom bubble chat button or uh, icon and share this space. Last week, we had 220 people in the space at one time. It was really consistent. So we appreciate all your participation here. Um, but let's go ahead and get it kick-started here. Um, let's start with Starfate. You know, Starfate's been on our show, um, on our spaces a couple of times, and I know they were building up to their launch, and it seems like the launch has been pretty successful. If you wouldn't mind um, just updating the community on how that experience has been um, and what you guys got coming here in the near future. 
What's up, everybody? Uh, let me start by saying if you hear any noise in the background, I'm currently driving, but it's uh, hands-free, so I'm safe. Don't worry. But um, yeah, thanks for having us on the show. Uh, we are very happy with how the mint went. But um, yeah, we learned a lot in 48 hours. We had our whitelist mint and then our public mint, and it is crazy how much you can learn. Um, we managed to build up quite a heavy community in the Discord, about 5,000 people in about two weeks. So there's definitely interest in the project, which we're super happy about. And then the, the rollout, we went with a, you know, a relatively unknown platform, uh, Lion, and the team were just incredible. The team have uh, some of the best tech of any launch pad we've seen. And um, their, their hands-on approach, they were addressing our community in the Discord throughout the entire thing. We had a few you know, technical hiccups here and there, but um, sometimes it was mempool, sometimes it was um, the volume, the sheer volume going through the launch pad. But um, overall, the team were great and the mint went smoothly and we got a lot of great feedback from the community. Uh, we managed to, on both days, whitelist and public launch mint out. So um, we're very happy with that. And uh, so far, we have been enjoying the community coming in, having their mercs and seeing everybody suit up. And we actually dropped our first uh, story uh, drop yesterday in the Discord. So anybody who's curious, if you pick yourself up a Merc on Magic Eden, we are listed there. You can uh, join in and uh, watch the story as it unfolds. But we're very happy about the progress and the community have been all but um, all but super supportive. In fact, um, the Lion team had said that it was one of the most understanding communities they've ever dealt with in the face of certain technical glitches. We have a patient, understanding and supportive community, but I think that's pretty you know, uh, standard in the Bitcoin space. So yeah, we're very stoked with the progress and very glad to come share it here with you guys. Awesome, man. Awesome. I'm so happy for you guys. I know that y'all have been working towards this and it seems like it went very smoothly, but for the audience that doesn't really know what Starfade is, could you kind of explain how your storyline um, integrates with your Ordinal project and, and how it all works together? Because um, I think it's definitely unique. 100%. Yeah, we, um, we try and weave all the elements of the story into the real world application and delivery of the project as much as possible. And those, um, those little details for us make a big difference and allow the user to sort of be immersed in the story more. So um, Starfate essentially delivers a storyline through multiple platforms, graphic novel, animated graphic novel, and text form. Almost like a, um, you know, an MMORPG with a few more layers to it. And uh, most of our story will be delivered through Discord as well as uh, the text-based stuff, but then also some of the visual elements. And the story itself is set in the relatively near future. It's, um, it's kind of a crossover of a different dimension right next to ours where um, AI or the dangers of AI, but also the benefits of AI technology have sort of taken hold. And now what we have is these different factions that are um, against AI or for AI. And one of the factions that have developed this new technology is called Starfate. And that's obviously where the name comes in. And Starfate is a corporation um, and the goal is to better humanity uh, with the use of the Starship, which is the proprietary tech. So in line with that, we have, um, we're in the process of delivering AI chatbots within the Discord that are based off of the characters in the uh, graphic novel and in the story. And um, our holders will eventually be able to interact with them one-on-one -on -one and individually move through the story on a, on a very tailored process. So everybody will have their own experience of the story, depending on how they interact with the characters. 
And then on top of that, we um, the media itself and the, the storyline, we've blended AI and um, real human ability. So we've got two members of the team who are Emmy Award winners, um, writers and executive producers who have put their heart and soul into the storyline. On top of that, we've taken a lot of the hand-drawn media by some very talented artists, uh, which you guys can see in our trailers and in our sneak peeks on our Twitter. Um, and we've taken that, we fed it into an AI. So we have the hand-drawn basis and AI is now pushing that different media forward through prompting and through a really thorough database of that previous uh, media. So we're mixing AI and human efforts and we're delivering it through AI and human efforts. And we think that's kind of the blend that we want to go with. And that's also in line with our story. Awesome. Awesome, brother. I, you know, I really love how you guys are approaching this at, from a, a creative, like a creative uh, perspective, like, you know, doing something different. We don't want to just be like another cool looking ordinal collection uh, with no uh, substance. Right. Um, so really, really love that. Um, and for everybody in the audience, if you have any questions for Starfate, raise your hand. If you're not on stage, just uh, request to be on stage. We'll get you up here. Um, Kimmy, go ahead. Yeah, only one feature uh, makes the difference. Not only one, but uh, with only one, it's it's different. When you're inscribing, when you were minting, you put the name on your avatar uh, that uh, recruit. And how can I sell now that recruit Kimmy? <laughs> I cannot sell it. I have to DM on hand. <laughs> yeah, so the again the team at Lion came up came up with a great idea where you can when you mint your Merc, um, and as you can see like the profile picture for Starfate now is a Merc. When you mint your Merc, you're able to name your Merc. And we got some really cool names, uh, but that name is included in the metadata of the ordinal forever um, and it will never be changed. So you have the chance to, you know, add a name, which is something we thought was really cool and very different. Nobody else is doing that. Uh, we got some really cool names out of it. And of course, we got a few Satoshi Nakamoto's and a few Nakamoto Satoshi's. Uh, but um, everybody was able to name their Merc, uh, which was a really cool experience. And then if you go on Magic Eden, you can actually see the name of the Merc as an attribute, uh, which just gives it that personal touch. And like I said, everything we do is to try and make the story more immersive and try to let our, um, you know, uh, community members be more involved in the story on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Did that answer your question, Kimmy? Yeah, it was not a question. I just a statement that full feature and it's on chain. I have general Kimmy, <laughs> and now I cannot sell it. I will not sell it for sure. Gotcha. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool that, you know, you're able to customize it to your identity and stuff like that. Um, so really, really cool. So Starfate, so what um, what was the main reason why you guys went with a non, I guess, like a mainstream or a bigger name launch pad? What was the reason why you went with like a launch pad like Lion? Honestly, um, just as we delivered everything, it has been bootstrap and completely um, hand in hand. We've, we've assembled a team of really experienced people um, at the moment um, and nothing against the bigger name launch pads at all. In fact, we're talking to Magic Eden and we're working on certain drop structures in the future with them. 
But um, Lion Man, not only was the team just super dedicated, but also they were able to deliver on certain texts. So one of the things is we pre-inscribed all the layers and we used recursive inscription in order to mint. And at the moment, and somebody can correct me if this is true or not, we did speak to the Magic Eden team. That's not possible on their launch pad. So we went with Lion as well for that reason. Uh, but the, the plan in the future, the end goal is to eventually inscribe the first high quality graphic novel, sci-fi graphic novel on Bitcoin. For that process, we are talking to Magic Eden, we are talking to Ordinal's Bot, um, and we're talking to a few teams on how we accomplish this. As always, the Bitcoin community is collaborative, supportive, and um, yeah, so there's nothing at all against the big launch pads. It's just that for this specific drop, Lion was a perfect choice for us, especially with their advanced tech. Yeah, for sure. I understand that. And when when you have, uh, you know, a launch that has more, I guess, like uh, details and, and there's it's a little bit more intricate, you might want to be able to be working closely with uh, the launch pad and, and a smaller one, you might have access to them a little bit more. Um, so. Yeah, exactly. And I'll, I'll give credit to Magic Eden as well. Um, as soon as we wanted to get it listed, um, as soon as the first phase of minting had um, closed, we got it listed on Magic Eden within a few hours because the Magic Eden team were just on it and super um, responsive. So big shout out to them as well. But yeah, uh, for the launch itself, Lion, the team cannot be replaced. They were they were in the Discord. They were handling every single ticket and they were hyping up the project alongside everybody else. And uh, we, you know, you don't always get that same care with the larger launch pads, but nothing against them. For sure, man. For sure. So, what do you have a, a specific uh, timeline for inscribing the the storyline? No, at the moment we're delivering the story beats uh, through the Discord, and um, we're kind of taking it as it goes with the community. We're seeing what they want. We're seeing where the market goes. Right now, at this very moment, like I'm sure everybody here knows, if we were to inscribe the graphic novel, and it is very high quality we have to balance the quality of the graphic novel imagery with the price of inscribing at the moment if we were to inscribe it right now it would cost close to i think it's 50 or 60 maybe even a hundred thousand dollars so we are um you know for the the for the longevity and the runway we need to deliver it to the community as we promised we don't want to be silly with our um capital so we are taking it slow, seeing where the market goes. But we've got more than enough story to deliver in the Discord before that becomes a thing. But again, we're talking to Magic Eden and Ordinal's bot about making it as accessible for people and bring down the cost as much as possible. And the Bitcoin space is always innovating. So tomorrow we might have a new solution for inscribing high quality uh, media on Bitcoin for next to nothing. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, uh, definitely appreciate you spending your time explaining how the project uh, launch went and where you guys are. Um, any other questions for Starfate? Again, if you have a question and you're not on stage, just request to be on stage and uh, one of us will allow you up. Um, and also, if you guys please don't mind, we're at, we have 100 plus in here right now, so appreciate everybody sharing. But if you haven't shared the space, please do so. Just hit that bubble, that chat bubble in the bottom right and retweet. Um, but if no questions, then uh, Starfate, we appreciate you. And we will definitely keep our eyes on your project and, and um, see what uh, where, where we're headed next with it. So appreciate it. Much appreciated, guys. Thanks. All right. Uh, Benny just jumped on stage. So, um, Benny, how are you doing? Yeah, thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm also in the car, also hands-free. 
hope the connection uh, is uh, is stable enough. Uh, yeah, I'm doing fine, doing great. A uh, lot has happened. Stable enough. Speaking of stable enough, I feel like you have a PSA coming up here. <laughs> How is everything going with the track systems? Um, how's everything going in your world right now? Obviously, you're dealing with like a million different things, but if you could uh, update the community on how how you know what you're working on and, and how everything's going yeah so um the, the tap protocol funding is uh basically coming to a successful end uh slowly and uh that's a it's a very important thing of course to move forward and i'm personally also uh, in, uh pretty much involved of uh setting uh, uh setting up the rest of the company like uh renting office space and, and things like that, you know, like, like, uh, executive stuff, but, um, it's also, it also got a little bit, uh, less stressy in that end. Uh, so I, um, I went back to, um, because I was more or less in maintenance, uh, maintenance mode, uh, got back, uh, to infrastructure stuff within ordinals and generally Bitcoin looked at the different changes, uh, with the, um, uh, with the, the, the odd wallet itself uh, and uh, the recent changes and trying to extrapolate uh, where things are headed to, figured a few things there that might result in uh, some, uh, I hope, some help, uh, especially for builders uh, in the meta protocol space um, to have more reliability and planability uh, for themselves moving forward <clears throat> uh, when it comes to indexing. As well as yeah, a ton of other things like, um, for example, you know that I'm researching a lot right now uh, when it comes to uh, to native uh, AI support on BTC. Uh, then there is of course <clears throat> numerous uh, numerous fun things happening soon. For example, the Gip Chaos is up is, is upcoming and it introduces a new uh, cool feature in the in the tap protocol itself. Uh, not going to to uh, spill the beans that much, but uh, that that basically, um, like like the history of Gip, you know, was was like it, it came out of um, being an actual um, demo for for the tech protocol, in specific token of, and uh, in that sense, uh, historically and stuff like that, we will continue with Gip uh, on that, and that the announced Gip Chaos. We'll uh, look into that. Then there, I heard there is some demand for Christmas uh, Tombola <clears throat> that will um, be using uh, the same tag on Tap Protocol uh, as Gip also on Tap Protocol. Um, yeah, lo lo lots of fun things uh, are happening. Lots of infrastructure, infrastructure stuff, and of course, uh, like company things. That's awesome. Um, you know, I'm sure that you have a lot of uh, stress, really, you know, relieved from yourself, uh, kind of getting out of that logistical phase. Obviously, you're always going to have some part in that because you're the leader of the company and, and all that stuff. But I'm glad that you can focus a little bit more on maybe some of the stuff that you're just, you know, you built, you know, from the ground up. So in terms of Gib, can you talk more about Gib? Um, to the audience, because most of the audience don't know what Gib is. We obviously do. Um, it's the token auth function. But can you give some like uh, examples of how that could be useful for users? Yeah, so Gib itself what uh, was a demo, and you can now, right now, call it uh, the track ecosystems um, 
uh, meme token, right? Um, <clears throat> the history there was simple, uh, that it used to demonstrate how token of uh, works, and in principle, it showcased how ordinals can be used as a payment system, right? And um, yeah, and then one day it got discovered by an alpha group, and then they uh, they more or less minted everything out there, <clears throat> uh, sort of, uh, and. Um, and that caused a lot, a lot of interest, of, of course, in GIP itself. And uh, the interest uh, got so high that that Casey was forced because uh, he doesn't want to, uh, to have uh, too many text inscriptions uh, on the front page of Wardens.com. Uh, he was actually like uh, filtering it out. So it's now part of the, the old wallet code, right? So, and, um, and that cost, uh, that, that cost uh, even more history to get on top of, of, this, <coughs> of this token. And token of um, basically enables, for example, um, just one example are, are that games projects, for example, if they want to, um, for, uh, for example, convert points into tokens, uh, there's a streamlined way of how to do that with the TEM protocol. And, um, and they are basically in charge, <clears throat> similar to uh, what smart contracts do, they are basically in charge of how they get distributed, what the rules are. And if you commit to such an authority as a user, um, you, you basically look into some kind of contract. Don't mix that up with a <clears throat> smart contract. It's literally a written contract, so to say, uh, that specifies what the authority does. So you can decide if you uh, throw something in there or not. And in the end, <clears throat> it returns a, a signed inscription uh, that, that basically distributes then uh, the tokens and that can be used uh, for all sorts of stuff. Um, for example, ZK rollups, uh, putting stuff on L2s, uh, or creating something native on, on Bitcoin. Awesome, awesome. I feel like uh, the auth uh, function just shows you know the difference between um, TAP protocol and BRC20s when it comes to internal uh, you know functionality. Right. Um, so that's that's awesome. You know, imagine being like you said, being able to in a game um, convert points to tokens um, or doing cer certain specific pay payments that are automated. So that that's super awesome. Uh, Mr. Miyagi, you got your hand up. Go ahead. Uh, hey, everyone. Good morning. Uh, appreciate you guys having me on stage. Um, my question is actually geared towards Starfate. So if you can pass me. Um, and I can ask my question later since track is talking. Okay. Um, well, uh, you, you had your hand up, go ahead and just ask our fate. Oh, okay. So thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so one thing, so two things, one, I wanted to give constructive, constructive criticism, if I may, and two, um, I wanted to ask a question for Starfate. Uh, so one, my constructive criticism is that, uh, I clicked on your profile. I really like the art. I clicked on the link tree and I clicked on all of the links and I still have no idea what Starfate is. Um, so as like a consumer, maybe if there's like some words or literature on the links, um, that's something that I would personally recommend. Like the homepage is as art and stuff, um, but it looks really good. Again, this is just constructive criticism because um, I do think this product is really good. So I think that if like, you could kind of explain a little bit about what it is before the trailer of the videos and then that'll help the consumer like kind of understand it while they watch the videos um so that's one thing and two 
I wanted to ask, uh, as uh, as an AI art uh, person who did a project on ordinals, did you find the inscripting inscription process? And so, so for one, did you inscribe it previously, um, like and like have the collection ready? And two, if so, um, how did you go about that? And uh, how did your like team expense it? Because I'm uh, curious. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to ask questions and I appreciate you guys for uh, having me. Thank you. Uh, yeah, well, number one, I'll say thank you for the constructive criticism. We always appreciate it and we will take that in and I will talk to the team about it, make it more clear. Number two, it's quite a long-winded answer. So out of respect for track, uh, why don't you DM us and we'll explain to you the process. Uh, it was pre-inscribed and we use recursive for the launch. But yeah, out of respect for track, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it that short. But feel free to DM us. We'll talk about it there. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Great question and great feedback there, Mr. Miyagi, and appreciate uh, Starfate answering him. Yeah, get in his DMs and then um, you guys can continue that conversation but anybody that needs to, to come up to the stage just ask any questions you, you can do that even if we get you know off topic for a second but bringing it back to uh benny and track so you know the internal functionality with gib right so that is huge is is there any other internal functionalities that you feel that are like as big as the token off or is that pretty much you know other than that and sending to each other that's it uh, yeah, of course, there's more. So um, there will be uh, a lot of uh, token trade uh, function, peer-to-peer -peer trading of tokens within the TAP protocol uh, very soon um, on uh, various uh, various uh, TAP protocol native marketplaces. Also, I'm not spilling the beans here because I'm myself not <clears throat> developing this, but I know it's gonna be gonna be a thing. Um, and when it comes to to basically the next phase in GIP itself. Uh, it's going to showcase uh, a new, <clears throat> a new, a new authority um, that hooks directly into um, interoperability between ordinals themselves. So it's not an, uh, it's not a token authority, um, but it literally expands on um, how you how you can reach out to other ordinals in terms of um, uh, who has the privilege. You know, uh, for example, first as first is like a classic. Where's the privilege about that in the end, right? So, and that is what this new function <clears throat> is gonna um, gonna be about, and that is what GIP is also uh, being utilizing in the very soon future. That's great. That's awesome. Um, with that being said, you you mentioned the peer to peer, right? So I've always uh, was intrigued. You know, atomic swaps are really cool. So would it just basically be kind of like a peer, like one to one person, two different individuals that are going to be trading tokens. So the, the value of each token is just relative to each other, right? Is it, because there, there's no way to, there's no AMM, there's no way to really have the value integrated with that, is there? Oh, I think I'm chopping off here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, so to answer that question, so first and foremost, uh, token trade, uh, as you just analyzed uh, pretty well, is uh, you're literally not uh, trading versus sets. Yeah? That's one thing. The other thing is, uh, that's where, where it really shines, is that, uh, that you have um, A, um, you can um, put out um, 
uh, arbitrary amounts of uh, tokens for sale, uh, which means you don't have to package your stuff anymore, right? And B, you have a kind of order book yeah, that can be filled. So, and the, um, here, here comes the kicker when it comes to actual, uh, being able to actual trade against <coughs> volume. Um, using token off, um, track itself will create an, uh, a bridge um, that enables you to, um, to move um, from other chains, uh, um, assets from other chains, right into the tab protocol. And then you have, uh, I don't know, something like uh, wrapped, <clears throat> wrapped, uh, wrapped Tava or wrapped uh, BTC or wrapped ETH or whatever um, that you can use for token trade, right? So that's a strategy here. And that is, um, and you can also get your feet uh, wet uh, pretty much soon because <clears throat> there is already a way to get to get value. And it's because, you know, uh, ordinancewallet.com already supports the, the TAP protocol. Um, you, you're already basically able to uh, to use one of these <clears throat> TAP tokens uh, and, and use that for, for let's say, uh, something that carries <clears throat> actual value that, that you can in, uh, basically trade into sets, uh, right with, with um, token trade already until, um, <clears throat> until this uh, bridging solution is available. Got it. Got it. So are you telling me that um, eventually there's going to be a wrapped version of Tether with that's with going to be living within the tap protocol? Yes. That's well, exactly what's going to happen. Yes. Wow. So how, how far do you think we're away from that? Oh, well, we're entering Christmas time, right? And and uh, to be honest, I also need like like uh, at least a couple of weeks, you know, uh, for for the AI stuff. So the plan here is to um, to move on that fast throughout January. Definitely, and um, you know that's obviously getting some people excited. I can see Shizzy and Kimmy boy hitting the hearts left and right, and the 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 fist up. Because, um, you know, getting a stable token over into this environment has been, you know, something that people have felt like is impossible. So if you're able to do that, in, in the, and when I say in this environment, I'm talking about within the protocol, right? So, um, you know, I feel like that's a missing part to like a, a, a functional swap. So that, that would be very, very huge. Um, well, not just that. I mean, uh, the... the plan from the beginning was also to uh, you can look that up in the TAP protocol specs uh, to also create bridges uh, from BSC20 into TAP protocol. That's why also the uh, aside from the respect uh, for, for BSC20 <clears throat> people um, uh, aside from that uh, was uh, from the, the plan from the beginning and that's why uh, let's say for for symbol tokens yeah um, uh, are not able to be created uh, with the TAP protocol. Yeah? So these slots <laughs> can then be filled with uh, BRC20s uh, being bridged to TAP. This is all amazing stuff. Um, obviously, you know, music to our ears, but Shizzy, go ahead. You had your hand up. Yes. So you're saying we're going to get a bridge and a stable coin in the same sentence is absolutely insane. That's what's going to take us from where we're at today to the next level. That's the things that are separating everything right now. Uh, you know, a bridge from TAP to BRC20s on top of that would be, you know, insane. And then add a stable coin. Oh, man. 
I'm excited, Benny. Can, can you briefly yeah, explain how that bridge is gonna work? Like just like in like two sentences? Because I know you just went over it, but I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah, so um first uh, it's probably good to explain what the strategy here is or what I believe that the strategy is is actually the, the one where the demand is. Um I, I see a lot of um EVM uh, tools popping up that's totally normal and expected. But the strategy there there obviously seems to move assets out from from btc into these cvm chains to stuff like that uh there it's fine absolutely use cases for that too but uh, is it helpful for us don't think so in the long run so <clears throat> and generally having um having stables uh natively uh in the protocols that you're supporting is actually the way to go yeah um, you, you need to bring liquidity in, uh, and that, that's how that game simply works, right? If you want that <clears throat> uh, the ecosystem uh, that your protocol relies on, um, it's flourishing. So how that works with token off is basically it's a no-knowledge uh, way of interfacing into the TAP protocol, which means that the TAP protocol doesn't need to know about the specifics of the implementation yeah, of an, uh, uh, of an authority. <clears throat> All it needs to know is uh, what are the rules uh, for something getting in and what are the rules for something getting out? And in between, the authority can go wild, can do its stuff. Um, similar similar like how it's done on ZK rollups. Actually, you are able to, to do that what you want in between. You can actually use a ZK rollup. You can use an uh, EVM L2. You can use any kind of L2 or doing just something natively, right? For example, the... Um, <clears throat> um, uh, the token uh, token authority that has been used with uh, DIP was uh, actually uh, utilizing Trackcore already. So, and if you spin that a little bit further, you can get uh, a, a, um, like a good feel about what Trackcore itself uh, will be about next year. So, and that uh, that's basically a very um, flexible and dynamic way of um, uh, of introducing such things. Hope that answers the question. So, so your goal, so, because, and again, I apologize if I sound, you know, silly or inexperienced. It's because I'm, I'm trying to, like, fully understand it. With Solana, there's bridges with Ethereum and different chains. So, like, I can go to certain interfaces on Solana and purchase assets with Ethereum, and it bridges it, and it takes care of everything through the protocol and the liquidity pool. Are you saying that, you're essentially trying to create an interface and a protocol with Tether and BTC where someone can transact and interact with the network with specifically Tether um, and acquire assets, um, you know, backed by BTC. Is, it, is that essentially how it would work? Yeah, exactly. It depends on the demand, of course. Yeah. Um, the, 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 um, the framework for that exists already. Yeah. Uh, just that the, the, um, I'm, I'm I'm timely limited at the moment, yeah, because of obvious reasons. But um, the, there is going to be a team assembled right now um, here in Germany uh, with uh, developers located in Germany that will take care of the rest. And then uh, exactly that what you described will exist at some Excellent. point. And, and so for us BTC users, we know when we interact with exchanges, let's say MEXE or BingX or Coinbase, and let's say we want to load money. Into, from BTC, you know, it takes like, you know, 20, 30, sometimes even an hour, um, depending on the network. Um, with this Tether, you know, utility, do you, 
like is it is it going to be much faster to you know exchange and interact than the traditional network um like like would it take like if let's say like i'm on magic eden would i be able to you know buy an nft using this protocol or using your you know the tether currency without having <clears throat> to exchange it to btc and waiting that you know block confirmation uh, well, uh, at first, yes, you will have to wait for the block confirmation simply because you need to wait for the uh, <clears throat> the wrapped uh, tokens being issued. Yeah, that lies in the nature of things. But as I mentioned earlier, crack core at some point would kick in there and enables a faster route. And I'm not one to call it like lightning because it's not going to be like lightning, but it offers some, uh, it's going to offer certain uh, capabilities that play into exactly this that you have your. Uh, that you're going to have access uh, and some usability within <laughs> within the track network uh, for what you're bridging. Um, and the fastest route here, I would see is, uh, let's say you have a bridge to Ethereum um, and, uh, you know, um, RAP BTC exists there already and then it uh, literally uh, could be accomplished within 15, 20 seconds, whatever the block time is on Ethereum at that time. And uh, then you would be good to go. Of course, if you settle then on BTC, uh, that will uh, that will of course take its time, yeah, potentially, because this is uh, the nature of things. And I want to know, oh, like, thank you so much for answering the questions and the matter you yeah. you have. Um, I've been a part of the space for a while, and I've been following the Ordinals movement ever since um, it was yeah. created. And I'm not a developer, so I that's why I ask these questions because I like it's, it's such fine. a deeply like convoluted concept. Um, because I know that uh Project Gojira tried to do a Solana uh, like BTC claim for their token, um, and it didn't go so well. And I know a couple other projects. I know like uh it wasn't OXBT, but it was the blue one that came right after it, if you guys were there. But um, I know a couple other projects try to do some claims um and it didn't work so well so that's why i'm asking these specific questions because um yeah. i'm new to the track ecosystem and i just you know joined the discord and i'm reading up on it um and yeah. this is something that i'm heavily interested in and i'm going to look into because <laughs> this is the biggest personal like this is the biggest hurdle i see for art collectors and flippers and you know nft farmers um for getting into ordinals is the time and the efficiency of liquidity um, so that so thank you for answering the questions because uh, it definitely tackles those those uh, problems. Yeah, and that's uh, I'm, I'm, I don't want to give the impression that this is easy. Yeah, it would be easy. Uh, would have done it already. It's it's easy. Uh, it's not easy because of two things. Uh, my current time timely limitation because I'm setting up things. Um, I also did a ton of work uh, for that uh, in the months before um, because I kind of knew where we added to. Um, and on the other hand, um, bridging uh, bridging stuff is complicated. It's uh, not just complicated because of uh, security and data integrity. It's also complicated in terms of UI, of course, right? Let me tell you there something, are many... Mr. Trackman. Yeah. If there's so, one thing I know from Web3 is that we're yeah. all trying to make something from nothing while we have families and lives and people. Yeah. And that one day that it flips for us is the day that we've been waiting for. And if you have integrity and you move in the space with intention, and, and I, I know that you're going to get your day. Um, so I like that's what I want to tell you. Like, I, like you say, your your biggest hindrance is time. 
with the product and the intention that you're moving through the space, once you're able to deliver it, the space will reciprocate that energy and that liquidity, and then you'll be able to spend you, all of your time dedicated to this. So I just wanted you to know that, like it, it's because I I'm a builder. A lot of us are builders here. That's why it's you know early in the morning on a Saturday and we're in a Twitter space. So yeah. I just wanted to comment on that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I totally agree. The the the, the limit the, the limitation simply comes from the fact <clears throat> that I have uh, really like literal to doing stuff like renting an office for the people that's going to be hired right uh all these all these um yeah, management things and uh once that is tackled uh which is about to yeah to be done right um then getting back 100 into actual development from my side <clears throat> so um and full steam uh, from january on yeah so that's the plan and looks good about that Awesome. Great, great questions, Mr. Miyagi. Um, you know, I think one thing we have to realize is that unless we're full blown on a layer two, that we're always going to have to wait for the confirmation part. So Bitcoin is just kind of that's that's what we got to accept with that. Right. So um, but um, these other functionalities that TAP's going to bring in is amazing, even if we are waiting on, uh, you know, confirmations and stuff. But J25, you got your hand up, brother. What's up? Hey, GM, GM, guys. Great uh, stream on YouTube Thursday night. It was very much of the fun. Uh, check it out if you guys haven't seen. They're all recorded, too. But, yeah, I'll keep it quick. I was just curious with uh, Benny. Have you coordinated with Layer 1 Foundation or Domo at all with this uh, stablecoin? I know they spoke about it months ago that they've been working on it. No, there was no. Uh, there was literally no, uh, no team up there. Like, nothing. But Okay, so so my so then my understanding is it'll be a a separate stable coin within your ecosystem, and is that why you're looking more towards bridging towards BRC twenties to have, uh, you know, more capabilities and maybe even compete with that? I think he's he's he was talking about bridging possibly a way or not a way, but like having the 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 bridge there from BRC twenty to tap protocol. Is that what you're talking about, J twenty five? Yeah, yeah, but you mentioned stable coins. So obviously, you know, if you have a stable coin Sorry. coin within <laughs> one ecosystem yep. so, and a bridge, you know what I mean? It could then bridge away. So um so I was just curious yeah, if it'll be kind of like USDT and USDC like we see on Ethereum, two separate products. Yeah, so uh, I'm definitely <clears throat> not uh, going to invent uh, another stablecoin natively <clears throat> on ordinance um, because uh, I think that's a very, <clears throat> um, at least at this point, it's a very uh, dangerous thing to do, also from law and regulations point of view, and would rather um, reutilize something that exists already. Yeah, that's where it's coming from. So um, if there are plans to actually introduce a stable <coughs> in the ordinals, uh, natively in the ordinance uh, ecosystem, I'm personally not a friend of that. Awesome. Thank you for your time, Benny. Okay. Thank you, too, for the question. Yeah, that's a great question, actually. And I agree with Benny 100%. Starting a stable coin has probably a thousand times more headache than anything that anybody's built here and plus the regulation side of it obviously you know governments don't want that um because they focus on that it's like a it sticks out like a huge sore thumb um 
But yeah, you know, amazing updates, Benny, today. I know that there's some stuff that you you have to kind of hold back on, but um, uh, you know, everything that you've mentioned today sounds amazing. You know, stuff that that the space has been waiting for. And one other thing too, I want to mention. You know, I hundred percent. This is what I believe, and you know, personally, this is my opinion only. But I think that you know, having these different meta protocols exist on in Bitcoin's ecosystem is going to be okay. You know, it's going to be great, actually. It's good for the space. And, um, you know, because if the focus is Bitcoin ecosystem, once the bull market is, you know, pico top over here, then you, you got liquidity flowing through um, these meta protocols. And it, there's going to be more than enough. Right. And plus, we need the different protocols, uh, meta protocols. Some things are different for different people's taste. Right. So uh, that's just my two cents. Um, anything? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so sorry to just to, to look into that. Um, uh, I believe that, and then I, I need to be frank here. That's what I'm seeing, especially with these uh, EVML tools popping up. Is simply uh, there is some ex expectation that liquidity is getting into Bitcoin, especially ordinals, and uh, there are also like uh, this is also a strategy to uh, move out that liquidity from there. So and the strategy here is to make that clear to help to prevent that from happening yeah if you know what i mean so that's what i would like to to add to that thanks do, well do you think there's a way to stop that because the way that crypto works obviously there's you know uh chains are competitive right with each other you know that's why when ordinals first came out everybody was you know kind of just not really look, taking it seriously but maybe they were they just were showing to the public that they weren't and um but it got to a point where you know now other chains are doing inscriptions because they feel like it's maybe the hot meta right now but i mean that has always existed right like where chains are trying to uh you know uh, extract liquidity from other chains how do we stop that i mean you know from happening you cannot stop that you but as you said it's competition and why would you give up right so no. the hope is the hope is here that uh, that others um, uh, are doing uh, similar things or even the same things, right? To um, to have their um, you know like a balance between that. Yeah, that's all. Um, really preventing, you can't. Like that would be gating. But but as a healthy competition, it's fine. I mean, totally and, fine. And I want to add on to this track. I personally feel that from like a fundamental standpoint, ETH one the moment that Casey Rodimer created inscriptions. Like, as an ETH maxi and a person coming from ETH, there is no denying the precedent and the immutability of ordinals. But that doesn't necessarily take away from Ethereum. But I do believe that in terms of providence and like, sorry, provenance and like historical and like cultural, I think Bitcoin will have a higher like, uh inception and gain than any other chain like we have you know the 48 yachts uh you know the crypto punks you know the crypto kitties these old you know nft projects and they still retain value but i truly think that like you know sub 100k inscriptions like a, a couple of collections like those will forever in the history of the blockchain will like be with some of the most valuable pieces of art um, and I think that that's where ETH is beaten. Like ETH has the utility because of smart contracts and the functionality and the accessibility. But if you want art and culture, 
like there's no arguing btc got it it's just your perspective and your understanding of how it works that's my two cents yeah totally right i 100 agree to that and also my feel at least well i'm i'm, I'm here in, in my own bubble more or less right uh even if it's a it's a nice bubble right but the bubble uh, the people in that bubble tell me uh, we, we we don't want that we want to stay within uh, within realms of orders we want to stand uh, in the realms of btc actually so um i have to see how that pans out over time of course but that's how it is right now well yeah because because to me when you're in crypto you stick with what you're comfortable with and what you know because you can maximize it and you you lower your risk right so as an example, for me as an Ethereum person going into ordinals, like I minted bitmaps, I minted uh, seize control. Um, I was grinding whitelist for fucking OMBs, but I didn't get it. Like I was around for when this happened. And it's like the, the culture and the intent behind the projects were different. Like there was nobody on BTC promising a crazy roadmap or some nonsense. It's like, this is art. This is, you know, the 100,000th or the, you know, 500,000th inscription ever. Like, you can track that. Like, CryptoPunks weren't the first NFT, um, but they're, you know, viewed as one of the original, you know, 10K collection. What if you could look on the blockchain and be like, holy shit, like, the CryptoPunks were like the 200,000th NFT created. And that's essentially what Bitcoin did. So I just think that, there's no argument when it comes to like art and intent with Bitcoin. And I think that the ETH uh, community, um, based on what they're looking for, should, you know, adjust to and the, their palette and their expectations because I feel like all the good art is coming to Bitcoin because it'll be there forever and it means the most to people. Like, regardless of your ETH maxi, Bitcoin means something to you like Satoshi Nakamoto that name means something to you because of like the crypto culture so that's my two cents like I love the whole Solana Ethereum Bitcoin for like NFTs and art because it's like if you want to do a game or something cool you go AVAX you go you know ZK Rollup you go Solana if you want to do something utility-wise, you could go Ethereum and have like these, these plugins and these incorporations with the smart contract and the metadata. If you want art and culture, you go Bitcoin. Like I feel like it's never been more printed in the sand and like laid out for us. So now I feel like it's for our generation or our you know time to educate the next the, the newcomers, you know, and be like, this is, you know, the intent of this culture. This is the intent of this. Um, I'm kind of going on a tangent now. I apologize. Um, but yeah, that's but my two cents. Totally agree. And uh, the cool thing about <clears throat> Atom Bitcoin is um, there's a built-in anti-inflationary aspect. Yeah. So when the fees are high, people simply um, uh, don't inscribe nothing, right? Um, and and while on other chains, uh, it's so cheap uh, com comparison to that. <laughs> that um that, that you simply uh, put out uh, some some collection 10 20 30 100k uh, whatever and uh, and put it on ipfs and then and, and then you go right but uh that's a, a lot weaker narrative than we have here with art on on 
um Bitcoin. The other aspect in terms of development, um, yeah, it is accessible if you know, for example, Solidity already, if you know Rust already, uh, let's say for, for other chains. But <clears throat> if you're specifically coming uh, from, from a, a, a non-crypto angle, uh, the way how it works on Bitcoin is that you have it a lot easier to 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 enter. The 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 the, the barrier to enter doing something on on Bitcoin uh, is uh, I must uh, say a lot lot the barrier is a lot lot lower than uh, than on other chains. Um, can be good, can be bad. At the moment, I see a ton of um, of new developers being onboarded and never had touch of anything, and they're able to create really great uh, really great stuff. Yeah. So and since um, Bitcoin itself is very very uh, developer centric, you, I believe we will see a, a huge influx of of new developers, fresh wind, uh, new ideas, in the next couple of years joining the space. Awesome conversation, guys! Love it, love it, love it. And I, I agree with uh, Mr. Miyagi in terms of like this industry is starting to get kind of uh, specialized, right? By by chain to where people are noticing that, and uh, maybe some of this uh, maximalization, you know, maximalization type of uh, mentality will start to fade off as more mainstream adoption happens. You'll just know that hey, that's 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 what they specialize in. This is what this chain specializes in, and it all kind of leads back, in my opinion, to like the the legendary like original chain of bitcoin but you know um there's going to be a purpose for many chains in, in in the future in my opinion but great conversation love it love it um guys we are at uh, 216 people in the space amazing um just uh you know keep sharing the space in the bottom right this conversation is is flowing it's going great um if you have any questions uh for benny raise your hand um he's still on stage with us right now um but with that being said, Benny, um, you know, you got stuff going on with this tap protocol stuff, right? And it's, it's huge. And, and we'll ask a couple more questions to you. I know you're probably uh, tight with time. You're a busy, man. But what, what does that leave for pipe? So is pipe something that you're just kind of like, you know, these UTXO um, um, based protocols, you know, from that store data and the op return, they, they kind of have their own own world. Is that how you look at it? Oh uh, yeah, that it has. Uh, um, well, it's not ordinance, yeah. Um, that that's why I'm really uh, respecting also um, ordinance-related spaces and try not to talk much about this in these spaces, of course, yeah, because it's kind of off-topic. But if you ask me directly, um, there's a lot of um, of development and a lot of collections uh, creators uh, that made collections that are onboarding right now, and it's it's. Uh, Similar to how how how, um, how it has been on 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 track itself, <clears throat> how things are working there, it's 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 growing um, uh, organically, and um, there will be uh, also some um, some incentives directly from track uh, and and further developments uh, for the Pi protocol uh, in the coming months. Um, we're also looking here, um, uh, especially uh, looking out to 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 new stuff that's being added. In, uh, in in January, and there will also be um, some additions being made based on the um, uh, experience we made with the TAP protocol, which uh, especially the, the 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 very positive ones, and uh, and yeah, so more or less they will go in tandem in terms of um, expanding the utility of of the Pi protocol itself, as well as uh, onboarding developers and and. Uh, 
creators, especially the creators, they are doing it themselves right now. I don't really need to help them much. They understand how it works. And um, the, the, the thing with the pipe protocol, it's it's simple. It's super simple. Um, it's very easy for developers to hook into that. It's very easy for creators to understand that, especially um, coming from uh, what they did on other chains. Um, and it's flexible enough to serve that uh, even without the existence of smart contracts, right? So you can basically build BRC20, ERC721, and ERC1155 style, you know, like uh, tokens and arts. It allows what about for recursive inscriptions for like images. Yeah, um, that is something, for example, that uh, that uh, I lead to the to the builders in the in the ecosystem. So I got also questions like, uh, what about rare sets, right? Um, in my opinion, if if you like I, I don't want to to put myself on the same level like like Casey, right? But um, how I would have handled the ordinals wallet would be basically um, um, a more modular modularized system. So at the moment, the odd wallet tries to be many things at the same time, which is called uh, which is called a mono, a monolith. Yeah, it has a monolithic um, architecture, um, and it's gonna be very 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 complex and complicated moving forward <clears throat> to actually understand what's going on there right uh one ways of how to uh, do that is through modularization and um an aspect of that modularization is it's not really modularization is that you shift certain aspects uh the responsibility for certain aspects like rare sets like uh, things like recursiveness because recursiveness is actually a thing that is completely happening on the client side yeah in the in the auto explorer that's something especially that that uh, that uh, that any builder can do uh, himself with their own explorers yeah um but even stuff like um uh, even stuff like uh, inscription numbers right um are, are more or less um more or less uh, not not part of of of, of the core uh, uh, specifications of pipe and uh, one one result was that <clears throat> um i think pipeline.app ppline.app they just created uh, created their own um uh, counter for that and uh, um and then uh, inspip.com they followed and uh, they followed that basically and now the community itself itself agreed on a standard for for something like uh, like um, uh, in, inscription numbers, which are called PIDs. There, right? So, and a lot of the, and that means <clears throat> that uh, a lot of the um, of the um, of the the complexity, um, like ordinals, like your ordinals word uh, has, uh, that doesn't simply exist within the pipe protocol because these are all aspects that you can outsource, yeah, and give uh, in the hands of third parties. But that being said, there will also be actual modules <clears throat> for the pipe protocol itself. Uh, for example, uh, when it comes to peer-to-peer -to -peer trading, uh, using PSVTs and things like that, <clears throat> um, that would be a module, you know, where, where, uh, where this could be added. And uh, there could be another module, um, potentially not, but I have to see, uh, another module that that um, that adds um, explorer functionality but these are separate software pieces that you can attach to it they're not part of of the actual you know core yeah that's why it's also called uh, called pipe core and um yeah and this is uh, this is uh, just to have some really 
really conservative and uh, and and reliable way in terms of upgrade paths. Yeah. Um, so you 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 have to imagine if you're a builder and 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 there's being a new version. Um, being pulled out every week and and something changes and there are new types of inscriptions and there's this and there's that and there's this it makes it really difficult you know to follow all that and then um, problems occur and to be honest problems problems occurred uh, so far with audience too of course with pipe there will also be problems right that's in the nature of things when you develop uh, when you develop stuff but the the um the, the principal years uh, on pipe is being uh, as much conservative uh, conservative as you can get in order to not uh, make it a task as hard for the ecosystem yeah uh, that that's emerging on that and that keeps emerging on that and um the first results of that is that people are left and right started to 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 build on on pipe yeah and uh, that uh, that shows me personally at least that this is a, is a concept that works out on the other hand, pipe is, is also it's, uh, it's also be frank about that um, that that for people um, that are a different just a different audience, right? Um, they they're probably they they like ordinals, for example, they are new, right? But they like audience, but it's really like I said, complex, and that they have a uh, it's more accessible than to them. Yeah, and some people like the UTXO model better <clears throat> uh, for tokens, yeah, on pipe uh, than than what's happening with tap. C20, yeah, which is also totally fine, right? It just addresses uh, like uh, like a different audience. Yeah, that's more or less uh, when it comes to pipe, right? Um, lot not uh, lot is uh, in motion there. Uh, in the same way that the tap protocol is being supported and 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 developed, in the same way it will go on with pipe itself. So there's no uh, change in stats on that. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate the breakdown on pipe. I know it's not ordinal focus, but appreciate your update on that. Seems con conservative, but composable is really the approach there. Um, well, Benny, sir, we appreciate your time today. As always, uh, amazing alpha um, inside information in terms of like what is going on in your head and, and, and with the track system. Um, we are going to move on to the next guest, though, um, as we are already at the eight o'clock mark, eight ten actually, or nine ten. Sorry, Eastern. Uh, we're going to move to Ryder. Uh, Lewis is uh, one of the co-founders of Ryder. It's a uh, a cold wallet um, that you can possibly store your ordinals and BRC twenties here in the near future. Uh, welcome to the stage, Lewis. And um, if you wouldn't mind just explaining to the audience what Ryder is and and um, how it could possibly help the ordinal space here coming up. Hi guys, my name is Lewis, but I would love to give the stage to Marvin. So Marvin actually is our CTO and then we schedule him for this Twitter space. So I would love to call on Marvin first and then maybe do his little introduction and then he can explain right in a bit. Perfect. Marvin, the stage is yours. Hey all, thank you for having me. Well, Lewis, that was a short one, eh? <laughs> hey guys, I'm Marvin, uh, as already mentioned, CTO. So uh, the other co-founder of Ryder. We are building a new kind of hardware wallet uh, or cold wallet that uh, works a little bit differently and revolves all around the interaction of simply tapping your device. So we're all used to using something like Apple Pay, contactless payments. And uh, this is something that was foundational to us and inspired us to create a device that allows us to do these kinds of things with crypto. 
So imagine just going somewhere and all you've got to do is just tap your wallet to do a transaction. Uh, but on top of that, uh, we wanted to make a device that is a lot more secure, uh, harder to lose or make it as difficult as possible to lose your wallet. Uh, so we came up with a new backup system that we call TapSafe Recovery. And as the name already implies, uh, you can create a backup by simply tapping your device on recovery tags or different phones. So you don't need a seed phrase and you don't have to worry about like, oh, where did I store my seed phrase? Uh, where did I put this piece of paper? And instead you have a redundant system that um, you can use to restore your wallet. So that's a uh, writer in a nutshell. Uh, we're also very interested in ordinals and NFTs and bringing this more like front on the stage and, and allow you to carry these around and show people the NFTs that you have. Awesome. Thank you for breaking down, you know, what the product is um, from a high level when it comes to the ordinals and, um, you know, the Bitcoin layer one native assets. Um, how far do you guys uh, think that you are from offering that service? Yeah, so it's uh, it's, it's funny you, you ask it like that, because when we started out with this and, and maybe a side note, the first conception of Rider was already over two years ago, but we've been like hands-on building just for the past year. Um, when we first started out and, and as we were building, Ordinals was never really in our purview until just very recently, you know, it started exploding. People started talking about it and, and we had a lot of people coming to us and asking like, hey, you know, are you guys interested in Ordinals? And and we we saw that just looking at different, not just hardware devices, but also wallets that uh, this this first class support for ordinals was quite lacking in many wallets at the time. So that is when we started thinking about like, hey, maybe this is something that actually makes a lot of sense. And and ever since it's gotten as big as it is now and looking at the transaction volumes and, and the amount of people that are um, asking us about it as well. Uh, yeah, we really um, realized just how important this is. So it's it's become very important to us to also support ordinals, not just as you know, you're doing a Bitcoin transaction, but also making that more visual and understanding like, hey, I'm 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 trading ordinals and, and being able to show these on your rider as well. So yeah, it's it's um it's gone from basically non existent in our team to quite important in a short amount of time. Gotcha, gotcha. So um you know the ordinal space is some uh, a space that you guys are focused on but uh, you, you, i don't did you mention like when do you think that will be supported is it something that's still in the works right now are you guys trying to kind of figure out or you have it figured out and it's it's just kind of a market release type of thing yeah so we're working on it and and uh, I'll be honest, we're still formulating what our day one release is going to look like. So we had this idea of like, this, these are the core chains that we want to support. So naturally, that's that's Bitcoin, uh, some EVM chains, uh, also looking at, at Polygon specifically and Solana. Uh, so this was kind of what we characterized as, as the core chains to support. But as I mentioned, like Ordinals is kind of like <laughs> more people are talking about Ordinals than, than anything else. Uh, so we are looking at that, but uh, I, I, ca I cannot yet say for sure if that's going to be a day one because we want to do more than just the transactions. We also want to be able to, as I just mentioned, to, to show you what's going on. Uh, so we do have to figure that out uh, if that's if that's going to be day one. But even if it's not, it, it should be quite soon thereafter. Gotcha. Gotcha. Makes complete sense. Yeah. And, and um, 
we're going to get uh, a, a tweet pinned here, guys. We actually had Ryder on the Ordinal Revolution podcast. So check out that episode so you can get more information on it. Um, you know, it's definitely a sleek looking device. You know, it's, it's, it looks like the new generation um, um, hard, hardware wallet, right? Um, so go check it out. It reminds me actually kind of of the face of a, a uh, iPhone watch, right? Or uh, um, Apple watch, sorry. Yeah. But go ahead, Mr. Miyagi, you had a question? Mr. Miyagi, you got your hand up? All right. Can, can you all hear me? Yeah, you're good. Uh, yeah. While, he's, while he's working on his hand up, I, I do have a question. So, uh, Marvin, I was curious. You said this is, I don't know if I misheard, or is this going to replace a seed phrase or be a tool on top of a seed phrase? Uh, well, I can give you the technical and the non-technical answer. I'll start with the non-technical first. So we do intend for this to be a replacement for the seed phrase for the vast majority of people in the sense that you don't, you don't need a seed phrase anymore. You can set up this backup, uh, the whole process, creating a wallet and then, and then the backup process. So tapping it on the recovery tags and on your phone uh, takes less than 60 seconds. Uh, you can add more redundancy later. So we have a concept that I can get into more later, but you can involve even your social circle in your backup process in a very safe way. So yes, we do intend for this to replace seed phrases for most people. Uh, but the technical side of this is that it is still fully compatible with the standards behind the seed phrase. So BIP39 and BIP32, and you can also import your seed phrases and then create a tap safe backup for that. So if you're a more advanced user and, and, you know, you do see this necessity that is still very much possible. Uh, so you, you kind of you kind of get the choice in the, in that aspect. Right on. Thank you for that clarity. Yeah, because in order to have a private key and a public key, you have to have a mnemonic seed phrase. Uh, that's how it is created. So, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So that my next question is, you know, like the average consumer product microchip lasts roughly two to five years. Are you planning on using something that is more of like a solid state, a longer term chip or anything like that? Because, um, you know, my main concern has always been, yeah, I can put these on USBs, other devices, things like that. But at the end of the day, the only thing that matters really is the seed phrase. Yeah, great question. I, I love I love the depth of this question. Uh, so there's, there's a few parts to this. So first, the writer itself has a secure element uh, produced by German manufacturer Infineon. So that already has a pretty good data retention and is a pretty, like a very secure chip, uh, latest generation chip. The recovery tags, uh, on the other hand, uh, those are NXP chips. So we purposely chose a different uh, supplier so that, you know, because we're working with secure hardware, we want to mix as many different uh, suppliers as possible to prevent, you know, let's say there's a, a serious issue with Infineon, and then we still have other options. Uh, these NXP chips that are inside these recovery tags uh, have a data retention of up to 25 years. And these tags are also water and dust resistant. So the tags will last a long time. And uh, we have some, some plans in the works to also see like, hey, you know, like how old are your tags? And maybe there's, there's uh, some space to replace these tags because you're absolutely right. Data retention, it's not forever. Um, for those of you that still remember making backups on CDs or DVDs, you pull them out of the closet 10 years later and <laughs> uh, you have some trouble reading them if you can read them at all. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's something that, that was 
on our mind quite a lot. Awesome. Thank you for your answers. Really appreciate it. Um, I just think as yeah, more people look into hardware and you try to go to retail, these are definitely great options. But just having an understanding of like, you know, this is more of an intermediate security option. Totally. Yeah. And, and I'd like to add to that as well, uh, that the TapSafe recovery process, uh, once it's released, once the product is out, we're going to fully open source that as well. Uh, and we just hope that, you know, there are other people out there as well that are going to integrate this and say like, hey, you know, I these these standard tags are really great, but I have this different idea uh, and I'd love to create a recovery solution based on that as well. So so that's uh something that is also very important to us and and luckily we do have a few partners that um, they build software wallets and they have expressed an interest in also integrating TapSafe recovery so that would also give you third-party options maybe from day one or very soon thereafter as well so that you also don't have any sort of lock-in great great questions j25 um okay so uh, Lewis or Marvin, um, either of you can answer this. Um, so if I wanted to get a writer wallet, um, how would I go about that? How, if I want to be involved in, in, in uh, pre-order one or order one, what does that look like? Yeah, great. Yeah. I'd <laughs> love, love to talk about that a little bit. So we are actually still running a, um, a pre, uh, pre-order campaign. So we're on Kickstarter right now. You can check that out by just going to writer.id slash pre-order. It'll bring you straight to the Kickstarter. And uh, yeah, we have 13, 13 days left to go. So if you're interested in getting a, an early bird, you can you can pledge there, uh, 159 US dollars, and uh, you can be one of the first to get a writer and try it out when it comes out. Awesome, awesome. Um, if, if you wouldn't mind um, pinning that as a tweet, um, so the audience can check it out when you get a chance. Um, or you can send it over to um, one of us. If you don't know how to do that, you can just DM Shizzy or Kimmy and then uh, send them the link and then we'll get it pinned for you. For sure. Uh, maybe Lewis can do that in the meantime or I can, I can pin it when I'm uh, not answering a question. Yeah, I can do that. Sorry, guys. I don't know how to pin, but uh, I'll send it over DM. Awesome. Awesome. Um, anybody else have any other questions for Ryder right now? All right. If you guys have any questions, just raise your hand or if you're not on stage, just uh, request to be on stage and we'll get you up here. Um, we appreciate both of your time and we look forward to, you know, having a solid um, hardware wallet for the space. So we're definitely going to keep our eyes out um, on Ryder and, and uh, when that product release comes out. So appreciate it, guys. Awesome. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yep. No problem. All right. We're going to go to uh, Hedron uh, next. I had no idea that Hedron was the uh, one of the, the founders of SHID, the SHID collection that came out of nowhere and um, really kind of, you know, took the space by storm a, like a week and a half ago. So um, we're going to go to him and then we're going to hit Ghosty after that. Um, but Hedron, what's going on, brother? We had him on uh, our show before we rebranded. Um, uh, he also is a founder of uh, Bitcoin Rugs, but Shids has been been a, a, a pretty big hit. What's been going on? Can you talk about that? Yeah. Hey, everyone. So <clears throat> can everyone hear me? Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so, I mean, uh, everything just started with me talking with uh, artists of Shids. Uh, 
He's been doing uh, AI for quite a while, um, training his uh, model on uh, Wastis. So he just uh, showed me a few pictures and stuff, and I got this idea about just doing this for f totally for free and releasing it to the community. So uh, I set up a small uh, dev team from the rugs and the goblins and everything, and we set up the website in like two hours or something, and like everything went super quick. Uh, I think from the main idea to the launch, uh, it was like 24 hours, did everything purely for fun. So that was really cool to wake up to. I uh, I barely got to mint any because I just woke up at 1 a.m. and saw the mempool and everything was uh, shits. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It was kind of, it came out of left field, but it was, it, you know, I think it looked so different. Just the art in itself, almost kind of like you, you use this like, x-ray filter or something you know obviously that's not what happened the art is just a little bit different but i heard there's like some sort of like older meme associated with this is is, is that true uh yeah so like uh, the whole art is based on the wasi art um it's basically i'm not very familiar with the project itself but uh from what i know it's like one of the og ethereum projects and they have like a really cool uh, holder base and they're just making memes with uh, wasis and trying to like make everyone into a wasi kind of if that makes sense so we went with that and uh, yeah the ai uh, model is trained on like uh, i think uh, 10 plus artists so it's like every artist doing wasis is just incorporate incorporated into the model itself so that's really cool and also, like, I don't really uh, like to call myself uh, founder or uh, owner of the shits because, like, it's a straight-up community project. Like, we we like to say, like, everyone is the owner there. So we don't really have any, like, admin roles there or anything. We just, we're just mods, to be honest. Gotcha. Awesome, awesome. So uh, what's the next move for shids is it just like you said it's community so kind of whatever the community comes up with is that is that the perspective yeah so uh, i think uh, we right after launch we developed uh, a website where you connect your wallet and then you can write stories about your shid so it has a lot of stories in there uh it's just it's, it's the website is in the shit's bio, so you can take a look at that if you want to, guys. People just uh, writing uh, random stories about them. Uh, and the second thing is, like, uh, 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 we also want to do, like, community tweets. So we're setting up a bot where the community makes the tweets, and then they uh, just vote on them, and the most voted ones get uh, published. And also, there were a lot of people getting front run. Uh, I haven't run the numbers yet, but I assume it's about uh, 10 to 20k uh, front run sheds somewhere there in wallets. So we want to do some sort of uh, free uh, free mint for the front run uh, wallets where they can just claim something. We haven't gone through the logistics yet because we would have to develop uh, that's from scratch uh, we don't really like using uh, launchpads and stuff uh, we rather set up everything ourselves and uh, don't collect any fees on it because it's a community project and 
the whole thing is for free, right? So that's the main next step, I think. Other than that, it's just uh, what the community wants. Uh, and uh, we try to make uh, make things uh, uh, from what the community wants. Gotcha. <clears throat> Sounds like a you know a really strong community project is, is really what, what this is. Um, you guys did 32 Bitcoin in total volume. And this launched, what, like a week and a half ago? Uh, yeah, around that. Uh, I think the market cap is like 2 million, almost 2 million right now. Gotcha. 2 million and there's 7.8K uh, total supply. So 7,800 total. Um, are you guys going to add any filters in terms of rarity to Magic Eden? or um, how So the, the issue is like... All of them are one on ones, right? So it's kind of hard to add any rarity on them. Uh, also, uh, just to keep everything like really, really fair, uh, the artist himself made a few rare sheets. Like, no one knew which ones were rare, not even us. So uh, people figure out the uh, purple ones were uh, rare at the end, though. So, I mean, we had like a sale for 3K for a purple one. Uh, from what I remember, it was only like 26 of them in the collection. So, yeah, to the back to the rarity thing, uh, I think it's kind of hard to incorporate because all of them are rare. Like the only thing you could kind of incorporate is uh, like background color, but I think that's going to be a bit hard as well. So that's the main issue there. Yeah, or the ones with the Bitcoin logo. Those yeah. those are pretty cool. Yeah, those are pretty cool, man. Like. I really like all of them. With honestly, we didn't. I mean, it's a big collection, so we didn't even go through all of them before uh, setting up the website and stuff. So, like, even now when I'm looking through everything, I just see new sheets. I love the name of it. It sounds like you're saying shit. <laughs> you know, comment about your shit. No, but um. It's a cool collection, guys. Go check it out on Magic Eden. Um, Shids, S-H-I-D-S. Um, anybody have any questions for Hedrin about the project? I'll throw one in there. Could you just give us like some broad strokes of the Wasi culture? Well, I'm just uh, I'm one of the devs helping them deploy. I don't know enough about it, to be honest. Uh... All right, right on. Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe Decentralize or somebody uh, can help yeah, with that sometime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, also it's hard to come up here, like when you know, we have uh, Benny up and then we had the other guys talking just tech and here I am, by shits. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the beauty of the space. Go ahead, J25. Yeah, that's like exactly what I was going to say. I was like, you know, we're just people talking. You put something on chain, it's cool, man, and we want to hear about it. So, yeah, uh, don't worry about that. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Exactly, yeah. It's just the beauty of the space, man. There's going to be a lot of technical talk and then no technical talk when it comes to some of these ordinal, uh, you know, JPEG collections that, that get released. And that's why I love it um, because there's both ends of the spectrum, but we all are interested in, in a little bit of, everything so i also also wanted to mention one more thing uh you know i'm all over the space running several projects and uh, doing uh, a lot of shit so uh, uh with the current i don't know if you guys have seen the orgsar uh, website with the decision mints and stuff yeah 
Yeah, and uh, we, I'm also a dev, and we have a small dev uh, working with Ornal Genesis, which is like the mother company of everything. And uh, yeah, we're we're getting like really frustrated about Orzar. Uh, I don't want to shit talk anyone here because uh, I know I know the man running it, but uh, we want to develop something uh, similar but uh, better. Uh, that's coming in a few weeks, one to two weeks, depends on how fast things go. Uh, and we're gonna have everything uh, really smooth. Uh, have uh, high capacity servers, so. Uh, the website doesn't crash and everything. So I'm really excited for that, to be honest. Awesome. So Launchpad plus secondary is what you're looking at? Uh, we're looking, uh, we believe the secondary, like uh, Magic Inn has uh, too high market share there. So there is no reason to compete. Um, we're going to do a straight up Launchpad for uh, free mints, Legion projects and stuff and so on. And then uh, people are going to have their own dashboard with uh, where they can get their JSON file uh, immediately and they just contact Magic in and copy-paste everything into there. So we're just only competing with the uh, launchpad aspect of uh, things. Awesome. That's a great thing about free market is that, you know, um, people put new products out there and, um, you know, the best ones uh, rise to the top. Of course. Awesome. Well, Hedrin has been great. Um, you know, you're welcome back onto the Ordinal Revolution once you get that uh, platform ready to launch. So just shoot us a DM when you're ready for that. Yeah, I uh, appreciate uh, everyone having me. And uh, I really like to talk to you guys. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to move to um, Ghosty, which has made a huge splash in the space. Ghosty is a... Um, application that services you know multiple different chains but really a pain point in my opinion in terms of brc20 uh to be able to kind of trade your brc20s to uh other assets right whether that's stable or or ethereum or whatever but ghosty if you wouldn't mind just explaining your product how it you know can help people in this space and um you know where you guys are going next yeah hi um thanks that i can be uh, be here with you um yeah ghost itself is an anonymous service uh which is not a mixer or something um we we are not holding funds of users we are uh we are we are uh, simply not hackable in uh, in this point because uh we're aggregating funds of users um uh, through monero and they and we are so, so so people can stay anonymous. So uh, this is the main approach of of Ghosty.cash. Um, so what you can do with Ghosty directly is um, you can buy with whatever with uh, Ethereum, BSC, USDC, uh, whatever BSC uh, twenty token is is, is uh, listed on a sex, for example. So you can buy directly over our platform. Uh, without losing on uh, your privacy. Got it. So, really anonymous way of swapping cross chain. Um, how are you able to do this? Uh, I know you've mentioned in your documentation, and you've spoken when we had you on our show about uh, you know having LP partners. Um, is that really the main way? 
yeah we we have lp partners because we we need to take the money out from somewhere and and transfer it uh, to to a wallet but but the main point of ghosty is um just uh that we are outsourcing lps we we because uh we saw it in the uh, past that uh yeah bridges are got attacked then uh, they uh, they have several audits but but at the end you need only one person which which finds a, a bug uh, and, and then yes like like multi-chain you you saw it uh, in the past uh got drained 500 million so it's maybe maybe uh good to to have it outsourced in my in my opinion and, and not store uh, lps uh somewhere uh in the code base or whatever or where yeah gotcha gotcha so um instead of you guys holding the like uh lps on your uh protocol you have these partnerships to where you're able to uh satisfy the request that way um you know an issue could arise though in terms of the lp not you know i guess being depleted or or something like that what happens in that case do you is there like a time period of waiting or you just disable that specific token how does that work um if something gets stuck or some uh, um, uh, while you're swapping, then uh, then you can just uh, we have direct connection to all LPs, so we can say, hey, they're stacking something because um, we recognize uh, that BRC twenty is is yeah is much slower to be honest than than the uh, other chains. So uh, because it's new, so so we cannot say, oh hey. Uh, please, please make it uh, the fast like Solana or, or whatever. Uh, this is not possible techno- uh, from the techno- technological aspect right now, but um, it will be in the future. We are working already with the, uh, with them hand in hand. So, so also to to make the all transactions, uh, yeah, uh, out of the space of BSC twenty more reachable, so more faster of transaction and. And and this is what we are working also on right now. Gotcha. So what would you say the average time would take for a BRC20? Like if I want to trade Ethereum to Ordi, what mm-hmm. what would you say the average time turnaround time is for that? Uh, it, uh, sometimes it depends also on the speed of BTC, uh, how demanded it is. Um, but... but uh, I, I think the fastest one was uh, two hours or three, because uh, on on BSC twenty you need to to inscribe it, then you can send it, and we because in the background of anonymization um, we are uh, of the route, we we need several steps, so that's what what kills the time at the end. Gotcha. But the convenience factor is there in terms of you not having to manually do all that stuff. Ghosty takes care of that right that's that's really where the community comes from okay and obviously from a business model perspective you guys are earning fees from this right exactly yeah gotcha okay awesome um anybody have any questions for ghosty i mean they're definitely a hot application um the brc 20 token that they launched is ghsy um but any questions for this it kind of seems like this could be one of those Things that Benny was talking about in terms of like uh, liquidity going in and out. Um, Benny, is that is that kind of do you see, kind of see it like that as well? Uh, yeah, generally yes. Well, that, I mean, there are 
responsive bridging aspects included, and uh, that would be indeed a way to uh, facilitate that yeah, and use that. I mean, the, uh, I, I had the luck to be uh, to be in to get in touch with uh, uh, by the community appointed me to go see right um, because. Uh, Looking looking out for new things myself was difficult at that time, um, and then was lucky to get pointed to that. And uh, it solves multiple problems. And uh, aside from that, it's solving problems. I believe uh, something like this, if not that, uh, could solve a ton of issues uh, when it comes to bridging. Right? Not just uh, for for BSC twenties, but generally, uh, when it comes to all these different meta protocols that emerge on Bitcoin. Um, ideally, could hook into that. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I see it as like a, a definitely a service for the space. Um, you know, whether you know people are looking at it for uh, you know just getting from other chains over to that's where I see mostly right now, in my opinion. Other chains, like if you're holding Ethereum or I think you guys service AVEX, there's a lot yeah. of different tokens, right, that you guys service. Yeah, exactly, and and also our main point is right now to 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 bring more liquidity into uh, the space of ordinals and, and stuff because um, if we want to to have more uh, users, uh, we we need also uh, uh, fresh users. Yeah, and 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 this is the I think also uh, one of the main points uh, we hope to 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 solve somehow. Uh, and yeah, and. Yeah, we we are also going to 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 work with uh, sort of different more LPs in the background. So uh, and yes, I think uh, we're on the right way right right now. Awesome. Okay, so what's the next step uh, for you guys um, in terms of like the ghosty token? Because I know that that's a part of your plan to integrate that. Hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, so uh, I asked, uh, what is the next step for Ghosty in terms of the Ghosty token? Because uh, it, I know in your plan, you guys have mentioned that you want to integrate it. Yeah, exactly. Um, right now, uh, there. Uh, before I say something about the use cases, um, uh, we are going to to have an incoming collab with uh, Track. So we are going to to. Um, if uh, you you will use the ghosties uh, token for example then on uh, staking uh, build on the tap protocol or using bridge or buying also nfts or uh, a special platform we are building uh, with uh, another dev uh, from us and yes um, these are the the first use cases for ghosty itself that's awesome. I did not know that. Well, uh, definitely uh, Benny's someone that you guys can pick his brain from. He's been here from day one, and all he's done is, is built, 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 built. So, Shizzy, you had your hand up? Yeah, yeah. I just, just have a question for you guys. Um, So, the, the last two or three weeks, you guys really just came on the scene. You guys came on the scene strong and often. Uh, it's, it's been pretty wild to kind of watch your, your progression. Um, So, how's it been for you guys? Is your DMs blowing up? Is like, it, are you guys just getting more bullish on the space with with the perspective? Everyone really like kind of. It looks like people are like rushing towards you guys. Is that true? And what, what, do, you, what do you guys? How do you guys feel about it? Um, I'm sorry, I I didn't understand the the last sentence. No, I was just saying like, how, how, how's it been through all the progression that you guys are getting? Ah. Like, 
Uh, um, to be honest, it was uh, very smooth. Um, we love our community because they are very cool uh, guys there, and uh, and we, to be honest, there were now not real problem problems uh, right now. So so um, the space is really cool, um, not toxic. Like yeah, uh, because I I was also involved so, in some projects uh, in the past, and it was sometimes very very toxic. But but. Uh, it feels uh, on uh, in general on ordinals, uh in general on ordinals, very very smooth and and yeah like home you know <laughs> I would say some sometimes and yeah it's it's cool to be honest um, the DMs not blowing that much because um, I don't see the most of them <laughs> because uh, I'm blocking them the most because also a lot of uh, yeah marketers like you know are writing me and yeah but uh, I I don't see them <laughs> gotcha um you guys are getting hit up by a lot of marketers that are asking to partner and do yeah, exactly. services for you guys gotcha gotcha yeah gotcha. It, over and over <laughs> <laughs> so if if someone in the audience wants to join the ghosty community where would they go what's the best place for them yeah, um, you can join us on uh, on Telegram. Um, I, 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 someone said yesterday to me that uh, I need to or be, uh, should 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 be good to to open up a Discord channel. <laughs> and uh, and on, on ghosty.cash, you can also find us there. Uh, there are the links of our socials uh, on, on Twitter. Yeah, and if, also if you haven't checked out the Ghosty uh, Cash interview, I feel like I'm plugging Ordinal Revolution on <laughs> after every interview. But um, we we interviewed uh, Ghosty as well, and um, our website put out an article about them as as well. So go check those out. Um, your your Telegram community is wild. It's crazy. I went in there and I was like, <laughs> "Where? I'm not used to that kind of like craziness over here." And believe me, I love the communities in ordinals, and and, and it's crazy yeah. sometimes. But like, has it has it always been like that from the beginning when you first started your Telegram? Like, where it's just the energy level so high. Um, when we started with the Telegram, uh, we had like twenty three members or something. It was around uh, two weeks ago, and uh, yeah, and then it filled suddenly. Yeah, it, it feels filled overnight over right now we have uh 800 820 members or something uh in, involved in, in ghosty uh the there's yeah it's it's uh, crazy sometimes we uh overnight i have 500 messages and yeah but, but i but i love it because the community needs to stay um a talkative and uh they they it's very important for us to be honest also that we have the uh, the community because without the community we we can't go forward and they also talk a lot about us on twitter and we are very thankful uh they that they're doing uh, this uh because it's also very important for ghosty but cash to uh, um to to have more people involved in, uh, in this and yeah um what i also wanted to say uh um we are looking already into possibilities to buy uh, crypto with uh, your credit card and uh, also buying uh, ordinals over or bsc20 tokens uh, with the credit card 
so might be worth joining uh, the Telegram <laughs> group. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I've never uh, heard of a platform to be able to do that. Um, are you able to kind of talk on like how you can do that or like what your approach is with that? Um, we just wanted to also solve, okay, if I don't have crypto uh, or or any kind or like BSC20 in this, in this specific case, then uh, we just don't want to, to have, uh, uh, yeah, this border because you, or the, this wall between the user, I need crypto first and then I can buy or the track or, uh, or any kind of BSC20 tokens and uh, uh yeah the, this hurdle sh should not be there and we just wanted to make it more possible to you uh, to, to people because um next year will, will be the uh, bitcoin halving then i i am uh i'm very sure that more people will be, uh, be interested in crypto and yeah but but uh but it's sometimes very very hard for for the most of them um, if they are older, maybe uh, to to buy crypto uh, and doing stuff. So so we wanted to uh, take this hurdle here, and uh, and yeah, go the mo most easiest way they uh, we can use this gift. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, Benny, you get your hand up. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to um, to add something because uh, this sounds really like uh, move. Uh, that that goes is going to be the moon pay or uh, the moon pay but basically of the space like moon pay on steroids as i understood <laughs> yeah, yeah this is like really like i i, I know moon pay uh, when they started right and what what the capabilities are but this is uh, this is insane uh, i didn't know that but really great alpha uh i personally um would really like to know about your plans when it comes to utility for the ghosty token could you could you explain something there yeah um we want to to uh for example uh with the with your tap uh, protocol we want to to be able to to or give the users the possibility to to stake the ghosty tokens there um because uh, uh they need to do something with the token uh, and uh, i think it's it's very important for them to to have at least one use case uh, which uh, which uh, will be solved with your protocol and, and yeah we like the tech to be honest and um, and yeah and the bridge you mentioned before uh, benny uh, we were also going to to use for for the uh, token itself so so uh, and we want because we we are support supporters of of nfts uh we would like to, to make it possible to uh buy nfts with ghosty yeah in in a in a museum later this is this will be in 3d awesome right so it goes far beyond uh yeah really really great outlook thank you didn't yeah, know thanks. that myself yeah yeah okay cool thanks that sounds like a you know really really uh, cool utility in terms of being able to stake it right away. Um, Benny, can you talk about like what that uh, what looks like um, bridging a BRC twenty over to Tap Protocol? Is that is that something that you guys have been testing already? Uh, I have tested it uh, already like months ago. I mean. Uh, 
uh, comes with a few challenges that are solvable, but they are not comparable uh, with other chains because it's interordinal bridging, right? Um, there, there are ways even to tackle that in a more convenient way, right? But the details there need to be fleshed out. Gotcha. So it sounds like it's something that's coming, but um, you just gotta, you know. Yeah, I, I, I had already a semi, uh, semi automatic bridge back many months ago with, uh, with the Unif token and Universe on Ethereum. Uh, it's not exactly the same, but um, basically the same structure framework uh, will be reused for that. That's that's not so much of a problem, yeah. But um, that that was goes in the direction where what I talked earlier about um, interordinal bridging, right? Gotcha. Yeah, this is all exciting stuff, man. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, um, any any questions for Ghosty? Any other questions from the audience? If you are not on stage, uh, you can just raise your hand and we'll get or request to get up here for a question. Hi guys, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Hi. Thank you for having me here. Um, I truly appreciate what you guys are doing. I don't really have a question here. Actually, I want to tell you something about the BRC20 token in China. Now in China, ordinals like RADS had already went viral. Um, I also came from the RADS community. We set up a Telegram group which has over uh, uh, have 11,000 members here. I'm so excited that BRC20 came out. Now each of us can have our own red trading. The mission of the BRC tokens, I think, uh, just like reds, is to overturn the past scenario where retail, uh, retail investors were at the mercy of VCs and SACs. After ordinals came to existence, we will no longer be secondary buyers for the VCs. And every retail investor is now a master. Um, VCs that wanting to participate in this market can only buy BRC20 tokens in secondary market. I think it's a revolution from the bottom up, which embodied the spirit of Bitcoin fundamentalism here. Uh, there are no project teams, no locked uh, tokens, no dumping, no running away, no contract loopholes. Um, I think in our RADS community, every holder of RADS is doing his, uh, doing his thing to construct this community. And I've seen quite a great progress. And so I highly recommend you guys to check Brad's token out. Um, some people always say that meme coins have no value, but I think uh, now B BRC20 tokens might bring millions of Bitcoin wallet users to the crypto world by bringing... Uh, she, she's like, she's just, um, you know, really... Uh, pushing it, putting pushing rats here. Um, I think we should just go to the next one. I mean, we we, we do love you know meme coins and stuff like that, but we're not going to just push them here on the show. Thank you so much, but we have to uh, go to our next guest.
Yeah. So um, definitely, Layla. That was a um, you know we appreciate you. First of all, I didn't even know Rats had a community like that, or like a group. The, I saw your picture on there, Shizzy, the Rat King. But uh, appreciate that breakdown. Um, we uh, appreciate also Ghosty kind of uh, going over the project there. We're excited to see what happens with the application and the partnership with, uh, looks like maybe no official partnership, but discussions that you guys are having with Track. Um, and we'll definitely keep our eyes on Ghosty. Um, I want to w- welcome Trevor Owens to the stage. Thank you for uh, jumping up here, sir. Um, you are one of the co-founders of Ninja Alerts and and uh, the new Ordinal project that has recently launched. So um, I wanted to kind of give you the stage and, and let you talk about that for a bit, you know, how you came up with the idea and where it's at currently um, within the project, if you don't mind. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. Great to be here and love to see all the Ordinals enjoyers. Well, we got 250 people in the space today on a, for me, it's early. For me, it's a Saturday morning. Well, I guess it's not that early, but I'm a, not a morning person, so I like to sleep in on the weekends. But woke up early for this, guys, and great to see a great audience here. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Ninja Alerts, and what we are is a blockchain analytics uh, tool for, for traders, for NFT traders, for Ordinals traders. We have a portfolio tracker launched on Ordinals, and we have a wallet uh, tracker. Um on Ethereum, where you can like see what people are trading by subscribing to their wallet, um, and we decided to make a PFP project on Ordinals because I think that the that every business in the future uh, will build in this way, the Web three style of building, which is this idea of the most important competitive advantage you can have as a business is to have a really strong uh, community that is aligned with you as a as a company, and the the benefit of that is that you know when you're building a startup, you're never like worried about uh, a big slow moving company. You know you're never necessarily worried about like the WalMarts of the world or the um, you know even the Amazons of the world competing with you, you're, or the Googles of the world competing with you. You're always worried about um, someone else who basically is a small another small startup that starts after you and goes to market faster and gets a more passionate uh, community behind them. And so I think that the, the the real benefit of PFPs and NFTs comes down to like Web3 identity and community and the ability to align a community behind a specific, specific cause. So, you know, you um, and people can have... Um, different versions of this, but like the original, you know, the original CryptoPunks, the whole idea behind it was, um, you know, like people who want to build on Ethereum, people want to build DeFi, people want to build, you know, this, you know, this is before Web3 is like 2017, 2018, people, you know, kind of like laughed at CryptoPunks, they laughed at Ethereum, but a small group of passionate people identified, you know, uh, that they could connect with each other and that they could, use these PFPs and say, Hey, this is what I'm all about. And, you know, they could find each other and they could also promote the cause of like building on Ethereum and innovating in web three, uh, together. And so with the Ninja project, you know, for us, it's all about, um, this idea of how you can build really cool stuff on ordinals that 
you can't build on Ethereum with um, recursion and with SAT endpoint and child endpoint, but also like not only like you can do cool stuff on Bitcoin, but also to show to the laser eye maxis and to show to everybody else that um, Bitcoin can be more than just, you know, um, something that you buy and never use. Like we can do lots of cool stuff on Bitcoin. Uh, we can bring art and culture to Bitcoin and Bitcoin can be really fun. Um, and so that's kind of the idea behind the, the Ninja project for us Ninja Alerts. It's um, about creating a community and every Ninja gives you like lifetime access to the ordinals tools and our software. So we, you know, we back it up with like the, the utility, but we also partnered with an incredible artist uh, named Boozy, who someone I've known in the Stacks community, which is a Bitcoin L2 um, for a couple of years. And I think he's just a super under appreciated artist. He has a really unique style. Um, and we tried to go with like this fun, fun looking ninja. They all have an orange background to show, you know, because that's like kind of the symbol of ordinals that I think goes beyond any single project. And we wanted to focus on very clean, minimal design that would look good in Twitter spaces that would look good at a small, very small size. So, so that's why we went with like the small lines. And so we, we kind of took this approach to go from like beginning to end thinking about like Twitter as the main platform that people are going to use these. And how are they going to look like in a Twitter space? Like right now, when I scroll through, I see a bunch of ninjas in the audience and you can kind of like, as you're scrolling through, like they just pop out, you know, like they pop out because of the bright colors, because of the orange. Um, when I join a Twitter space and I see other people rocking the ninja PFPs, like I feel great. Like I feel like, oh, like my homies are here, you know? And when I, when I raise my hand in the, in the space, you can see the head is a little bit smaller. And, and the, the crown is to the left so that, you know, we put that extra room there for the emoji um, so that you could still see the full personality of the ninja um, when you're using these different, um, different emotes. And so we just put a lot of thought into how to make this a really great PFP um, and just kind of recognizing it as like what people are going to do with it. They're going to want to use it on Twitter. They're going to want to use it to uh, connect with each other. Um, our initial, um, kind of like go to market or, or launch has been this pre-sale that we've done where we allow people to customize their ninja and get a ninja that they, uh, you know, matches the traits that they really want. We did that because we want people to get a ninja that they love, you know, like the biggest, um, you know, I think the most important thing, of course, like making a good PFP is hard. Right. And I think that we got lucky to, to partner with Boozy because I think he's just an incredible artist who really loves PFPs and, you know, matches the, the unique style that we're going for, matches the target market that we're going for, which is like this kind of cute degen fun, you know, market. You know, I think there's a strong there's a strong contrast between kind of like the personality, let's say, of like OMB and ninjas. Right. And OMB is kind of like hardcore. It's kind of like cool. Ninjas are more, you know, just like chill, like kind of like you know, self-deprecating almost, you know? Um, and so, you know, we tried to go for that uh, specific emotion. We tried to go for a specific design, the sim simple, uh, simple lines and vibrant colors. You know, I think of our, of, of Boozy's work a little bit like doodles, but more degen, right? So we wanted to cater to that audience since we like provide a trading tool. And then we focused on 
you know, how to make it work for Twitter, like being the main area, what makes a good Twitter PFP, what makes it good for Twitter spaces. And then we focused on really the distribution. And so I think distribution and how you onboard people to a project is the, uh, you know, probably the most important thing. Like if you look at, like I said, CryptoPunks, everybody thought it was stupid and it was like attracted this really smart group of builders who wanted to see Ethereum be successful and see Web3 be successful. You look at Bitcoin back in the early days, people thought Bitcoin was stupid. They thought it was a scam. It'll never, you know, people were selling Bitcoin at $10 because they're like, wow, you know, they're like, I made a huge profit. I sold Bitcoin at $10, you know, and even with ordinals, like in the beginning days of ordinals, like nobody thought this would become so successful. Nobody thought we'd have BRC20 tokens. So many people faded it. And, and those, um, that allowed them to get a really good distribution of people who really just believed in it. Right now it's harder to do that now because obviously with the ninjas, like, you know, I'm on the, or I'm on the ordinal show every day. I have a big following, you know what I mean? Like I could, if I were to, like, it's really hard to identify, like who are those people that really love this? Like the distribution problem is always about how do you find the people who are just going to like love the, the, the ordinal, how are they going to love the PFP and that they're going to hold on to it. They're going to diamond hand it, you know, not paper hand it because when you do the mint, you know, that's the most important time for you to get the people that you want in right into the project. And so, you know, our approach in solving this distribution problem has been basically we went with the, gr the grind approach, you know, like on our website, like, well, we did a couple things. We did the pizza video, right? And so, a couple of things we did. We did the pizza video, which is kind of like we copied the type of wizards and we did our own spin on it. Instead of taking a wizard shower, you wear a ninja costume and eat pizza. So that was like a big part of it. And I think almost everybody who did a pizza video had enough points to get into the, the pre-sale. Right. And then we did a, um, like we gave people points for collecting the different edition drops that I did over the past like six months. So over the past six months I gave away, um, Stamps, I give away Bitcoin stamps, you know, on counterparty um, to a lot of people. Like I would do free airdrops. And I also did these Bitcoin summer uh, open edition drops on Manifold that we're going to bridge to ordinals where you just kind of drop these different NFTs. And so that was actually also really helpful because that allowed me to filter out the people who, um, you know, to, to reward people who have been paying attention, who are, who are my, you know, my fans have been following me on Twitter, et cetera. And then we put, um, and then we made it a, a leaderboard system where people could just grind inviting friends and completing different quests, like signing up for our site and things like that. So, you know, we took this approach to just try to identify like who are our most passionate fans. Number one, who's going to like, who's, who's, who loves the project the most. And then we did the pre-sale to give them a custom ninja to give them, to help, help them get the traits they want. So they would get the ninja they love. So that was the key for us. For distribution was like, who 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 loves us already you know and like who are our fans and then number two is how do we get them an engine that, that they, they love that they're never going to want to let it go of and then that's been the two key um things for us distributing the ninjas at this point which i think has really helped build a a solid footing a solid foundation for our community wow that's a you know i feel like the approach that you guys took to be able to you know determine how you're going to do this pre-order and stuff definitely um was a lot of effort um the emoji 
deal in terms of raising the hand was actually really brilliant because it you, you you still can show the character's face there while you're doing that um okay so you have all these approaches of how you can get this pre-order does that make it difficult to have a total supply in in mind or is that is there a hard number for that or is that kind of open-ended depending on demand yeah so we went with a number of 1500 um and the reason that we picked that number is because you know we didn't want to go 10k because we want to create like um a more exclusive like a more luxury you know like we want to have the this is like our genesis drop on ordinals right so we want this is going to be an anchoring point for everything we do in the future right so we want to just like um you know make that extremely exclusive you know and and make that extremely scarce and so we went with 1500 because we looked at you know some of the other projects out there that are that are going this angle like you know taproot wizards or omb's and you know these projects they tend to be you know, either around a couple hundred, like, you know, OCM Dimensions at 300, or they tend to be, you know, less than 2,000. Um, we have an Ethereum uh, software pass that we have already that has 1,500 items. So we decided to go with 1,500 for the uh, the Ninjas. And, you know, figured that would be like a good, a good round number, it matches our Ethereum distribution, and um, is, you know, kind of under some of the other projects that are going for the same, you know, luxury angle that we're going for gotcha gotcha that makes sense um what about the the custom ones those those are included in that 1500 right yep those are the first like 300 uh of that 1500 so what we did was we had people like fill out um a survey we made like this pretty interactive survey which is pretty fun and you know people listed their different preferences and then we have a group of like six different artists which includes um boozy of course it includes madame burlesque uh cvr sasha chudo sways digital and um and uh and weiwei who's who's also like a chinese um artist and illustrators are a chinese mod for us and yeah, like we just basically one by one, like went through, looked at, you know, looked at their PFP that they have now, looked at the, uh, they submitted a favorite PFP. We tried to style it um, with the existing traits in that way and then, you know, customize some of the colors to their liking. Gotcha, gotcha. Shizzy, you had your hand up? Yeah, yeah. Um, what's up, Trevor? So my question is, um, so uh, we, we love Boozy. We, we had him on our show, on our podcast, on YouTube, and he's, he's absolutely amazing. We love what Counterfeit Culture is doing and what everything he's involved of. So my, my question is, why did you guys pick pick Boozy for this? Because obviously you could have picked anybody. I'm just curious, uh, why Boozy? Yeah, I think um, that his style just fit with our, with our brand and what we were going for. And, you know, because he has like a very simple, very simple style. Um, and he's also, you know, like he has a, he has a fan base already, you know, like he, like you said, like people meet boozy, people like see his artwork, you know, um, just felt like he's like an under, underappreciated artist in the space. And, um, you know, I felt, I feel like, you know, we wanted to go with kind of a design that could work for an app brand, you know, like a software brand. And if you think about like most of the different apps out there, they tend to go with like a more simple style. And so I think it's just like 
he's a really unique artist in terms of just like the simplicity of his artwork. And also, you know, he's a DGen himself, you know, he loves the DGen stuff. And we wanted to make something that was really good for the, for the DGens because we're an analytics, analytics tool. So yeah, I mean, we just considered a bunch of different people and Boozy really stood out and just kind of, uh, you know, got lucky to re meet the, the right artist uh, for this project. Awesome. Thank you. All right, guys. Um, if anybody else has any questions for uh, Trevor, you know, raise your hand. Or if you're in the audience, just, you know, request to get on stage so you can get your question in. Um, Trevor, right now, how many, uh, how much allocation is left available? Yeah, so there's going, there's basically, we've done the 300 pre-sale and I think it's like a little bit over that because we have like some ties and, you know, some, and um, so it's about maybe like 320 or something like that are sold. So we're looking um, towards the mint, I think it's about 1400 um, or, you know, 1300 something that are going to be sold in total. So about, you know, a thousand or a thousand one hundred or less. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Kimmy, go ahead. So by the way, for everybody in the audience, Kimmy had to switch <laughs> his profile. He is now today, tomorrow, but he has a ninja in his profile picture. Yeah, that's Trevor, obviously, hacked my Kimmy. So I have to show ninja <laughs> on today, tomorrow. So just kidding, of course. Uh, I just want to shout out to those uh, ninjas. Uh, we have a group for uh, PFP ninjas and uh, it's really good alphas there so uh, all already paid back my uh, my initial investment in ninja alerts and really good community is forming there and it's just start i think 300 for now and we expect more so join Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Trevor, in, in terms of uh, a timeline for, for the mint, I'm not sure if you mentioned this earlier, but do you, could you, if you did, could you um, reiterate what that is? Or um, if, if you didn't just let us know what you're thinking. Yeah, we're trying to get it done as soon as possible here. We have like a pretty big team helping on the tech side. And when you guys see the tech, I think you'll be pretty surprised at how much has has gone into it and how much there is, how much there is there. Like we're doing um, something that hasn't been done. Uh, it's been done a little bit a few times in terms of how, in terms of this approach, but it hasn't been done at this scale yet. So there's like a lot of features in the ninjas where, you know, one of the first projects to utilize this, the new sat endpoint, which allows you to basically um, ship upgrades to the, uh, to the project. And we're doing it in a way where we're actually making it, uh, opt-in so like the user actually controls whether they want to upgrade their pfp or not it'll always be defaulted to the original version that we ship but then we have a lot of cool different javascript libraries involved that allow you to customize your ninja that allow you to like put these different um uh create these different stickers so it's it's really funny one of our community members uh crypto vengeance created a site called emote.ninja and you'll see like we made all these different like speech bubbles and things like that for social media like you can ha there's like a gm speech bubble that every ninja can add there's a you know different different words like yes or when or 
you know um we have chinese as we have chinese as well so we're making like language specific emotes for the different communities um we, i've been really uh excited to see how how the chinese community has resonated with with the art i think the ninjas are people really like the ninjas in the the asian and chinese community um and so you know that's one feature that we have we also have like animations and gifs that are that are that are um not only customized for every single ninja so like if you go into the ninja there'll be a little menu and you can you can change the dimensions of your ninja because we're using um svgs which means that the ninjas are like super high resolution they can scale up to like 16k which means that they could be displayed on like the las vegas sphere and like you know without any blurry and any blurring at all and be perfectly crisp so they can go like really high resolution and you can just like change the resolution of your ninja you can export it as a png you can export it as a svg um and then you can animate it into a into a gif so like on on discord discord allows you to have a animated gif pfp where where when you're on a a voice call or you're on uh, or someone hovers over your pfp on discord it can animate and so we have like this little bouncing um animation where the head bounces up and down when you're when you're on a call or when someone hovers over your message kind of to like give you that like extra premium feel for your pfp and then you can add custom animations so we create an api where you can like um basically put like the pixel xy coordinates of your of your ninja to create any animation that you want that's like all inside the pfp um and then we have quite a few like other kind of uh special things that people will see when it launches but like just the the uh the tech that gone into has gone to this is like quite you know like if we first of all if you were trying to do this on ethereum uh it would be impossible i mean like of course you could do it if you had like a million dollar budget you know or more but to do this um you know on bitcoin ordinals uh is like 10 times and 100 times less complex and easier to do but it's still um Quite complex so like we need to test everything we need to like you know um you know use reg test and just make sure that like this whole process works we're also um you know finalizing the the gen for every pfp so like boozy is like going through like we're you know with the with the first 300 like we have like this amazing group of artists who are customizing them and we have a whole process to make sure that every ninja looks unique um, you know, like we we look at every ninja and we um, compare it to other possibilities and we're like, hey, if I saw this, you know, one day and then a week later I saw a different one that's kind of similar, like would I confuse them? And hopefully like the answer we're going for is no, like we want every single ninja to be like a distinct and unique personal brand for people. And so having a small collection size of 1500 like really allows us to um, to do that. And so that's another thing that we're just like really focused on. And for us, like we want to get it out as soon as possible, just because we know that like the market is really good right now. Um, but the same on the same side, we realize that this is going to be on Bitcoin like forever, right? And so, you know, we don't want to. We also don't want to rush things where, you know, if we like if we try to rush it out there, get it out there a few days, like yes, like the short term, it'll be probably perform better, just because the market's really good right now. But this is going to be around for, you know, decades and to make something, you know, we want it to be as as perfect as possible so that uh, every time the market like 
you know, this this market cycle of like um, ups and downs is is going to be here for years and years. There's going to be you know even bigger uh, liquidity cycles coming in the future, and so we want to make sure that like the ninjas is like we really feel that it's as perfect as possible in this V1. Um, so that way, um, you know, it'll it'll perform as good as possible over the next ten years instead of just in the next you know, next year itself or the next few months. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like you guys definitely put, took a lot of time into building out this strategy. Um, I like it. I like it because it, you're building for longevity here instead of um, you know this just a local uh, timeline hype. Um, you mentioned the Las Vegas fear, though, a sphere. And so, uh, should we be expecting to see a ninja on there? <laughs> um, I'm just kidding, but Hey, that'd be amazing. Um, if that ever happened, um, anybody have any questions for Trevor? I want to ask him a question, but I want to get, uh, anybody out in the audience. If, if anybody has any questions for him about this, uh, the ninja project, ninja alerts project. Um, just raise your hand. All right. So, um, okay. Go ahead, Tosio. Yeah, I'm finally awake. <laughs> I came in earlier, but it was too early for me. Yeah, I guess uh, my question is, Trevor, uh, yeah, I, I just get confused with, with the mint dates, or is it purely pre-sales? Because, yeah, I'm just trying to uh, keep an eye on every collection so that I don't... Uh, coincide with different collections out here since uh, we're also doing something behind the scenes yeah so we haven't picked a mint date yet um but as soon as we as soon as we like inscribe it and as soon as we um like have tested everything then we'll like announce a mint date probably like within two weeks of like when we actually inscribe so it's just about like you know i don't want to i don't want to pick a date that we like ha have to push back by like a week or something so I'm just kind of holding off until I know, like, all right, this is like we've turned the corner. Like we're so close, like you know, I can like see where the corner is, but we just got to turn that corner, and then we'll announce like a uh, a mint date. And you know, we're targeting in the next couple of weeks, ideally. But like this this next week up here, we'll I'll really have a much better idea of if it um, of when that's going to be. Gotcha. Are Are you going to Miami next week? Um, I don't think I'm going to make it, but, uh, if I did, but I may, so, you know, I might be there for like a, a day. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm trying to make it, I'm trying to make it work. Um, but also just because we have so much going on right now, um, like I'm kind of, I'm, I'm definitely prioritizing like getting everything done also. Cause we have a, we have a quite a big team who's like helping us with like the, the tech side, just like we had with, uh, you know, like six different artists helping with the customs. We have like, we have like rough star help you know, this is actually really, I would say the tech is mainly kind of like the, the brainchild of like, um, Bruff star from ordinals bot. He's been doing a lot of the main, the main dev behind it. And we've been jamming every single week on like how we can take the paradigm of SVGs and HTML canvas to the next level. And actually for several months, I think we've been doing it since like maybe July or, or, or you know, August we've been working on it. And then you know, we have Eloc helping us with the SAT endpoint. We have another dev, um, uh, Patrick, who's helping us with something that we haven't we haven't shared yet. Um, we have the artist and and PQ from uh, Procrastinate Pixels, who's helping us with with uh, part of the gen. 
And so there's like a big, there's a big tech team with a lot of different people here. And I'm kind of like the, the, uh, the cat wrangler, so to speak, you know, getting everybody together, making sure that all the pieces fit together at the end. So, um, just want to make sure like, um, you know, if I go to Miami, obviously I'm going to be in person, I'm going to be busy, but since this next couple of weeks is pretty critical, um, kind of playing it by feel, but luckily, you know, um, I am just like an hour or two hour flight from Miami. So. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I've always wanted the ninja because, uh, you know, like, and I know that it's a grind for the for the ninjas, but it's just hard to grind for a whitelist or, you know, for the custom ninjas. So I may, I may have to just pick up on secondary eventually. So uh, really great artwork by, uh, by Boozy here. I really love the ninjas. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, good question there, Toshio. And um, Trevor, I wanted to ask you a question just about the space. I'm going to ask you this question and then we'll uh, get some uh, responses from the audience if there are any. Um, and then if not, then we'll, we're going to move on to Ordinal Mike after that. But you, you've been in the Bitcoin ecosystem for a while. You messed with stacks and, and stuff a lot before. You also um, have a fund as well that try to, you know, promote innovation in the space which is amazing um but you know the summer was a huge hit with ordinals um and then there was this ordinals are dead movement you know that was kind of a meme as well but now we're really starting to see the second wave pick up and um the other chains seem like they're definitely paying more attention they're more serious about it um there's there's like uh, phrases going around saying that you know bitcoin ecosystem will be the center of this next bull run do you feel, you know, you being in the space every day and have all maybe having some extra insight, do you feel like that is the case that, you know, the Bitcoin ecosystem will be the center of this upcoming bull run um, and maintain that kind of uh, energy? Yeah, I think there's a very high probability of that being the case. I mean, I, I look at, um, you know, Ethereum kind of dominated the previous the previous bull run with NFTs and I don't think that NFTs on Ethereum have have evolved very much since the, the last bull run. Um, and I think there's also um, like excess supply of different NFTs on Ethereum. Like if you look at if you look at Bitcoin, for example, um, one of the interesting things that we found with like when we launched the ninjas is just like a lot of ordinals enjoyers just don't even have a Bitcoin PFP that they really love, you know, like if you look at the supplies of the different um, Ethereum projects, like the blue chip projects, you have like 10,000 bored apes, you have 20,000 mutant apes, you have 10,000 Azukis, you have 10,000 D gods, you have 8,888 pudgy penguins, you have 10,000 doodles. You know, if you add up all these numbers of the different like blue chip projects on, um, on Ethereum, you end up with like, around 150k to 200k different like sort of blue chip pfp projects but if you add them up on ordinals it's like it's like much less like there's only you know the the, the like the most pop, the biggest collection is like the bitcoin frogs um and you know we'll see about node monks yet to be released you know um Tapper wizards is not released but it's only 2000 omb is only 2000 OCM Dimensions is only 300, but now that of course they have um, OCM Genesis, with, but they already have an existing community. You know, they're like, if you if you add up all like the um, 
you know, on ordinals, like we're at a much smaller number. We're at like maybe 30,000 if you include OCM, OCM Genesis or 40,000 uh, total like blue chip kind of PFPs on Bitcoin versus on Ethereum, you know, you have three to four times as many. And so the supply and the, and the, um, the people that have these like potentially really valuable collectibles that are going to be stand the test of time and 10 years from now are going to be the like the ogs um is much smaller and so in addition i think that the paradigm of ordinals can go much further much faster than ethereum nfts at this point because ethereum nfts are really focused on the smart contracts which means that what you can do is you can issue, you can escrow, and you can make custom transfer logic for tokens. That's what contracts, smart contracts are really good at. Um, and, you know, like they will have to evolve to probably to new use cases around like either fractionalization or DAOs or different types of media like music or, or um, movies and and you know, potentially evolve around IP rights. I mean, most of the IP rights stuff with NFTs doesn't require any kind of smart contracts yet, or people haven't really done anything with it yet. Um, and with Bitcoin ordinals, we have this whole, like, we don't have smart contracts. What we have is we have a programmable, like, presentation layer. Like, we, when it comes to the actual artwork, it's all HTML, it's all JavaScript. Um, you you know you can you can put any type of file in your inscriptions. You can people have put like in the first one thousand someone inscribed the the game Doom you know on chain, and we can use recursion. We can use a sad endpoint. We can use a parent child endpoint. Like the functionality to customize and to create interactivity and other functionality just into the artwork, into the presentation layer of the ordinal and the inscription is far and beyond what is possible on ethereum or what is feasible on ethereum and so i think in the next cycle the biggest advantages of bitcoin ordinals is that we have this scarcity which is built into the the uh the protocol itself in terms of bitcoin block space is so expensive that you can only store 200 gigabytes per year in data right and so there will always be this built-in scarcity to ordinals that you won't see in Ethereum. And, you know, we have a much smaller supply of even just PFPs. If we look at the, the natural, you know, equilibrium or the natural market size of these different blue chip projects on Ethereum, uh, ordinals today is way smaller in terms of what's available, way more scarce. And then that scarcity is going to continue into the future because it's built into the Bitcoin protocol. And then we have all these cool things that you can do with HTML and web technologies that would be just really impractical and really complex and, you know, a hundred times more expensive to do on Ethereum that I think that if the next bull cycle is coming in 2024, I can't see, um, you know, an asset and an ecosystem that is better positioned to capture a lot of the growth that we're going to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, you mentioned kind of the ability to use, you know, computer languages, uh, more traditional computer languages over here. I've always thought 
once I you know found that out, I always thought that that would attract more traditional computer programmers, right? Because um, just from you know my programmer friends and stuff, they just seemed turned off from the phrase smart contract. You know, in 2020, 2021, they didn't want anything to do with it. But over here, it seems like they can utilize their skill sets with tr more tradition using their traditional skills, right? With the languages they're they're specialists in. Um, do you see that? grabbing because there's a lot of talented programmers out there that didn't want to mess with crypto but now they might because they can use their skill set and it, it, they're challenged a little bit to, to use creativity with it with recursion and other stuff like that what are your thoughts on that yeah i mean the you know like there's something like maybe a total of like two thousand to twenty thousand solidity devs out there um versus you know 20, 20 million JavaScript devs. So there is quite a bigger supply of developers with skills that could be used to create interactive art on on ordinals. And so, and, and I also think just like, you know, smart contracts aren't useful for, you know, making the, for making art, you know what I mean? Like they're they're used for issuing and escrowing assets and creating custom transfer logic. Um, you, you can't really make art with, with solidity, you know, even with, uh, with good things up here with OCM, like, you know, they're using JavaScript to, uh, what in their smart contract, you know, like if you, uh, I believe it's JavaScript at least, but like, you know, they're, they're outputting SVGs from the, uh, from the smart contract. So they're using a function to, to create SVGs inside the smart contract. And that's not really something that's native to solidity, you know, like, um, it's something that like is actually quite quite brilliant that that Danny uh, came up with, um, but it's not something that's like you know, like J JavaScript is is designed to make like three D art to make you know interactive graphics and things like this like to make to make games you know on the web like these web technologies are all designed for the presentation of information. They're not designed to issue assets and things like that, and so. Um, like I think we will see, uh, I think we'll see really cool stuff. And I think that there's, it's also interesting that when you look at the limits of block space, it does kind of incentivize you to to do a couple things. One is it incentivizes you to use to to write really clean code and really concise code in JavaScript because you because you save money if you can if you can do that. Um, and so it'll you know. Like a lot of the JavaScript frameworks out there are are a bit bloated, like you know React.js. I mean, it's not that bloated, but like you know, um, people always complain about how you know you can you can do React in like I think React is like a, meg a megabyte or a megabyte and a half or something like that. But there's people who are like, well, you can do almost everything in like 70 kilobytes. But you know, like when it comes to the web, like most people have you know um, 100 megabyte you know per second connection to the internet. Uh, except for in like, you know, rural areas or, or you know, um, in fact, most of the world, I'd say doesn't, but like they're not the heaviest internet users today or like the main, you know, customers that most web businesses are targeting. But, you know, that's an opportunity to see these frameworks have be given new life, like, you know, WebAssembly and these very high performing web languages. Also for decentralized um or peer-to-peer -peer, um, 
web frameworks. Like I've been tweeting about uh, WebRTC recently, which uh, WebRTC is kind of like WebSockets, but it's peer to peer. And it'll um, typically like it's it's one of the only like real time communication uh, web channel frameworks that in theory you could use it without any like it could be completely decentralized. But right now, most people's implementation is like just to have a server, you know, connect people. Um, but since we now have ordinals, like, you know, the ability to imagine if you could inscribe a real time game that has no server that people can play forever and people can play multiplayer forever via web RTC. Like this is something that's theoretically possible, but there hasn't been like enough of a incentive to like, to like push the technology that far, you know, like it's kind of like on the web on web two, it's kind of like, well, if, you know, if I can just add a server and it like fixes, like fixes everything, then just do that. Cause I'm just going to run the server anyway. But now we have to think about, you know, how can we build web technologies, web frameworks that are going to last as long as possible, if not, if not forever. Um, so they can interoperate with these, you know, um, applications. Like I think, I think ordinals, ordinals are not, you know, just for PNGs, like ordinals are really built to make applications, decentralized applications, the, the front end aspect of that. And I think that we'll start to see more games. I think we'll start to see more artwork, more PFPs that are not just like PNGs, but they're actually entire applications. And I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll see that in Ethereum. I think we'll only see that in ordinals. And then there'll be uh, a renaissance in like different web technologies that like have a lot of potential but maybe haven't taken off because we now can put a financial incentive behind creating something really cool uh, with them on ordinals. Yeah. Sounds like ordinals could be a bridge between a, a true bridge between web two and web three really is what it sounds like. Um, you know, but um, a quick question to what you just said, you know, if you did use that strategy, right? Like inscribing a game, um with limited you know space like where would the data be stored without a server yeah so i think what we'll see is we will see sort of like what ocm did with inscribing p5.js um i think that there'll be an incentive for you know people to make a game development kit that they that a company makes a game development kit they inscribe it on ordinals and then people could just utilize that with recursion, with minimal code. Um, and so I, I believe that in the future that more like more value will accrue to projects that put libraries on chain that other creators can utilize through recursion. So you know there will be a there'll be a website where you know that's that's made just for ordinals developers and creators. That allows you to search and find different JavaScript libraries, you know, different um, tools that are already inscribed that you can just plug and play into your apps. Um, Eloc, the the kind of the creator of like the the Markdown and SAT endpoint and and Parental endpoint, he has a uh, a JavaScript tool called the Ord Package Manager, which is kind of like the um, the inspired by the node node package manager, which is the main pa, you know package manager that all JavaScript developers use. And so 
He's created Ord Package Manager, which allows you to create like a allows you to easily test your um, inscriptions to run them locally to use recursion. Um, and I think like I could imagine just like you go to any developer, you know, package manager site, you see like all the different APIs and all the different libraries and they have a ranking and they have uh, upvotes and they show you which packages are the most popular. You know, I think we'll have some a site like that where you go to the site and you'll see like, wow, P5JS inscribed by OnChain Monkey is used by, you know, 10,000 different projects or, you know, 10,000 collections or, you know, 100,000 ordinal inscriptions, you know, use this package in recursion. And I think that's going to not only accrue value to projects, but I think that's how we'll see people create more tools and libraries, for example, for gaming, so that the actual uh, burden on the creator is going to be significantly less because they can just use those libraries for, you know, their game engine, and then they can just write, you know, ideally a couple hundred kilobytes of code to make a game. But, you know, I think still for if you could do if you could utilize other game engine libraries, and you're at like a megabyte or something like that, or maybe even two megabytes, depending on how serious of an effort it is, if you're like a, you know, a funded company or something like that making a game, you know, I think that'd still be realistic, at least for the near future. I mean, at, at some point, at some point, like we'll see, like at some point there, it'll be so expensive that it'll be very hard to inscribe anything. So I think that's why it's also like kind of a rush to inscribe now because this kind of like built in scarcity to ordinals uh, that is much stronger than like Ethereum is only going to increase like over time, like eventually it'll be so expensive to inscribe uh, ordinals that only extremely well-funded projects are going to be able to do it. Yeah, totally, man. Um, I think your example, the the kind of marketplace website or whatever reminds me, and this might not be the best example, but reminds me of like the WordPress plugin marketplace to where you can, um, you know, add your uh, plugins there and you get the ratings, you know, and then the the comments and stuff. So that's, that's, a, that would be amazing to see if Ordinals gets to that place. So Awesome. Well, Trevor, appreciate your time. You know, um, we know that you're busy, so we appreciate you, uh, you know, breaking down the project as well as just having some ordinal chat, man. Uh, you're definitely invited back here uh, to, to jump in and, and chat with us again. Um, uh, we're going to pass it over to Ordinal Mike. Ordinal Mike, um, how have you been, sir? I know Kimmy had been reaching out to me saying, um, you know, that you had some updates to give the community. Um, if you wouldn't mind just uh, letting us know what's going on. Yes, uh, GM guys would love to do this. Um, uh, and it's a really good day and topic, I think, as a lot of about art has been already mentioned. And we saw how the infrastructure past months enabled you know, to the new developments that happen right now on the space. And um, exactly the project that we want to share with you, both me and uh, Emmanuel, who is uh, also as a speaker. Um, we want to share with you that uh, last Sunday, together with Cypherpunk Labs, we managed to inscribe through um, comprised of binary data um, video uh, from, we managed to 
uh, lower the space from, I think, a few hundred megabytes to 1.5 megabytes, and it was um, it was successfully uh, successfully inscribed uh, onto Bitcoin. Um, I, I can't share. I, I have some issues to share the this exact post with you. Just I can't. I can find sharing on the space, but. Um, do you need to allow to share the post or this is like because uh, it will be easier to visualize uh, are you talking about to pin it yeah yeah, yeah correct um kim kimmy uh can you pin it can you uh or no my can you send it to kimmy oh yeah sure so no, no, yeah. Can. uh send it to shizzy he he will pin it sure awesome and yeah so this was the first step uh big step before launching the uh, first collection and i would love to uh, give now um space to the manual to uh, share a little bit uh, about libertas and ordinal studio because he is exactly the artist who will be um launching the project and uh it's great to 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 to, to compare and see um how it is so emma great to have you are you with us hello hello, hello. guys how are you good how are you doing hey, hey i'm good too thank you thank you to invite us to this beautiful space uh, this is the first update i want to tell to all of you uh miko said uh, everything basically we build uh, this uh, artwork thanks to cyberpunk thanks to um, Nuro, thanks to ALOC, it's a new ALOC technology. Um, this should be the highest quality video ever inscribed into Bitcoin. Um, it's, uh, it's a kind of benchmark in quality because art requires quality. And we wanted absolutely to build uh, this video and to inscribe it into Bitcoin. Why? Because uh, as co-founder of Ordinal Studio with uh, Damiano, the, my collector, we have uh, a kind of uh, mantra. And what we, we say we, it, it, I talk about myself. It's uh, push into my, my mind all the time that I think about Ordinal Studio. That is, if I inscribe quality, if I inscribe quality, I go to generate value. Art, in my opinion, is the maximum and the, of the thoughts that uh, humanity can create. And it comes from, is the apice, is, is the, 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 the top of the mountain of all the uh, effort that all the entire community uh, built before. So without the community that build all these tools that we are talking uh, until now, that I want to say really thank you with my heart to, <laughs> to build, guys. I, artists like me cannot make nothing, basically, because we don't have the tools. We don't have the medium. We don't have uh, basically nothing to, to build something. So we arrive, artists and art arrive at the end of a largest projects, largest creative and uh, brave project um, uh, process. So Libertas, in that case, this type of, this kind of art that uh, with Cyberpunk uh, we inscribe it in Bitcoin, it's the 
end of a very long process that uh, all of you are involved with, basically, because all, all of you uh, build on Bitcoin. So um, we are going to uh, release these artworks um, connected with Libertas. Um, and here it's a kind of uh, it's a kind of um, information only for who it's into this space because then we we will uh, release officially only Monday. <laughs> In 12 uh, December we are going to drop uh, all the limited edition that is connected in parent child with this uh, video. The video is called Mater Libertas. <clears throat> mater is the matrix, is the mother. And uh, um, the mother is connected with the father. The father is uh, the rarest Satoshi named be deserving that rare society gifted to us to, to permit us to build all this project. And um, so the father will be this kind of manifesto written into this, uh, uh, this uh, Satoshi. Connected with this Satoshi is the mother, Mater Libertas, the video, and all the childs will be everybody that owns one of the 630 limited edition uh, re relative to this long process, long story. In fact, what I wanted to do with this type of artwork is to make a narration, nar narrative uh, of uh, the history of Bitcoin basically the history of the freedom. Today, uh, we as artists, I feel, um, I feel uh, um, the responsibility to inscribe, as Trevor very smartly said before, we don't have too much space into Bitcoin. We need to be, re uh, to be responsible of what we are doing uh, into Bitcoin, what we are inscribing into Bitcoin, and give uh, the, the maximum of the, the quality. Because the, the Bitcoin is beautiful uh, as much the people uh, build into, um, into Bitcoin. So if I'm going to uh, be responsible and try to give my best and inscribe it into Bitcoin, Bitcoin will have largest value. So uh, this is the, um, the mindset and the vision that is behind the Ordinal Studio. Ordinal Studio, it's not uh, a platform. Ordinal Studio, it's uh, um, a kind of process, a kind of Renaissance uh, mindset uh, um, studio, where uh, holistically we want to uh, sustain every type of art. Um, we want to search and select uh, the best artists that are outside of Bitcoin because now everything is fresh. There are no um, artists, a lot of artists uh, into uh, that use Bitcoin, but we want to discover the people that called love this golden medium. And uh, uh, we um, we want to discover these people, these artists. We want that they build the maximum that they can build into Bitcoin. Uh, when I say build, I, I mean uh, inscribe. For me, it's the same. And uh, everything will be connected with this uh, Satoshi, uh, be deserving, uh, call it. 
that rare society gifted to us. Inside, I repeat, it's written a kind of manifesto that is freedom, a little seed, and all these artists will be child of freedom. And basically, we can visualize all these artworks that will be inscribed in parent child with uh, uh, this manifesto. So Ordinal Studio, it's a kind of artwork itself. Yes, it's a company. Yes, uh, but it's also an artwork because uh, this is uh, um, what I want absolutely to, to build as vision. A, a company made by the community, made by the best of the intelligence that the community can offer, and an artwork itself. In fact, when I will visualize this uh, kind of tree where the father um, with all the, the branch <laughs> that are the children to be visualized, uh, I can expose in the museum. Um, it's a kind of picture that uh, of uh, the community, of this community that need to use Bitcoin to be free. And gotcha. we wanted to, we, we start with this. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the website. Um, can you tell me, like, how large was the actual video that you inscribed? I, I might have missed that detail. Yeah. Uh, 1,500 kilobytes. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I'm on the website as well. Um, Ordinal Studio. So, you know, obviously there's different parts of it right now to where if you're an artist, then there's a platform. And then um, I believe there's the uh, the projects that are behind the scenes, a bunch of information. When will the application, uh, do you have a timeline for when the application will be ready? Um, or is it only, is it ready now? And is it only accessible to people that you guys approve? How does that work? Um, Cicero called uh, explain you better this part. Do we have Cicero with us? Yeah, but okay, we are uh, we are looking for uh, well, white list. Um, and uh, uh, I think that if you go on uh, the um, on our Discord, there, there are all the informations for everybody that want to enjoy uh, this artwork. And uh, our Discord, uh, um, it's uh, in our um, Ordinal Studio link. So there you can see everything. Because we are going to release uh, in the 12 December uh, uh, the first cycle of drop. But then will be um, much more than this. So um, also connected with uh, this uh, historical artwork. Uh, because uh, thanks to Cyberpunk, it become historical, and um, all the all the informations are for sure there. So uh, uh, there are a lot of informations that I don't want to, uh, to monopolize all the space. So okay. the people that are very interested, if if uh, you want, there are all the informations, and uh, and I hope uh, you you will like everything we are doing. I, I just wanted to highlight uh, two things. Maybe I should also add it. Uh, Emma is artist from, from many years, also like 
going from the classical school, then to the NFTs, and then founding Canvas. His perfect Canvas is Bitcoin in early February. So uh, this was the moment also uh, very important. And the other thing I wanted to highlight is that the mission and, and the goal, and I said it, but it's important is like to support the artists, development of the artists in the original space and to create the whole ecosystem and uh, working on the projects from the beginning, both the selection of the sets, uh, as Emma said, uh, be deserving from Gansi, or um, even using the uncommon set uh, for the uh, for the piece that you can see, see pinned. Um, it, it was it was it was crucial. So um, it was crucial, and we would just want to build the whole space. Yeah, thank you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I love what you guys are doing. You're, you're trying to build tools for the artist community to, to be able to use. Of course, you know, most of applications on in ordinals is is has a business model. So that's not anything to, you know, um, you know, look down on or anything like that. I think it's helping the space if, if you can help compress files and be able to get more creativity on Bitcoin, right? At a, at a better, uh, just more efficient. So um, appreciate, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, both this and also uh, curating artists and inviting them to this wonderful space because uh, there is a lot of people who are willing, able and are great artists, but the canvas is the question. So we want to help here. Exactly. Well, um, guys, um, does anybody have any questions? for um, Ordinal Miko or, um, you know, the uh, Liberto uh, project here. Um, it's the Ordinal Studio, at underscore Ordinal Studio, underscore is the Twitter. Um, and then Shizzy, can you um, pin their Discord link when you get a chance? Okay, he's gonna do that. Oh, thank you, thank you guys. Yeah, no problem. Thank you very much. All right, guys, uh, we're coming up on that three hour mark. Uh, it's been amazing spaces. Um, you know, we had 270 people in here at one point. Uh, we just appreciate all you guys just coming in here and sharing and listening and educating everybody. Um, Shizzy, you, you got any uh, words here you want to finish up on? Yeah, I'll take it from here. Yes, we're saying we appreciate everybody here. We appreciate everyone's time. I mean, it's Saturday morning, and you guys are in the spaces talking about ordinals. We appreciate that so much. We that, that's just why we are so bullish on ordinals in general. It's just because it, just like you know, everyone just shows up here. Everyone in this community just puts in puts in the work, puts in the time, and really dedicate ourselves. And then on this show right here, on the spaces every Saturday morning, we talk to builders. It's different than most shows. You know, it's not just you know your normal back and forth. We really we really dedicate the time to showcase builders and that and that's just something that we're going to do every single saturday from 8 8 to 11 eastern time and if you guys show up amazing you know what i mean we appreciate that but just want to remind everyone that we are ordinal revolution we are a show on youtube we're showing apple spotify uh spotify all, all the streaming service we, we do we do videos every single day if you guys uh we actually just received a, a thing with oc.cash go check that out we get we do videos every single almost every single day we post something uh so check check that out over there and you know join us next saturday just want to and i just definitely want to say i appreciate uh kimmy 
Kim puts these things together for us every single week. Uh, me and Yago B are very busy with the show, so having someone like Kimmy re- really helps us, and I definitely want to uh, say how much appreciation we have for that guy, man. Really, really, he's probably in everyone's DMs, so you probably already know who he is. But, uh, yeah, just thank you, Kimmy. Thank you, everyone here. Thank you, Benny from Track. Thank you, Ghosty. Thank you, T.O. Thank you, Ordinal Mike. Thank you, uh, Manuel. Just thank everyone here. Shout out the uh, the base community, the community that we are a part of. Uh, if, if you're not in the ordinal support desk, you're really missing out on a lot of alpha. Shout out all those guys in there. And, uh, yeah, shout out block blocks, man. And you appreciate you block being here. See you guys. Peace. Peace. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Honk. Bye.